Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. because we take this time usually here early uh, for the people uh, that do listen on a national level um, and especially within indoor football levels as I recap what has happened in our league. And what I mean, our league champions indoor football is we went into week number one, uh, the first round of the playoffs of champions indoor football. We had three terrific games last night. Uh, Mark that. We had two terrific games, and then, you know, one that was kind of a blowout, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, the exciting stuff. And, guys, if you ever want to check out Champions Indoor Football, just download the free app, and that's Pluto.tv. Pluto TV, it's a free app, and you don't pay a dime for it. Uh, I watch it all the time because they got some interesting things, especially the NASA channel and things. They got all kinds of stuff. They got all kinds of movies. They got all kinds of stuff that's going on on Pluto TV. So you can check it out. And Champions Indoor Football is one of them. So our live broadcasts go up there. If you want to catch the games in or on demand, you can go over to www.gocif.net and hit the CIF tab, CIF TV tab on the top right-hand corner, then you can go to the games. And you can go to the games throughout the year by hitting previous, and it will take you to the games that you want to see. Or you can do them by team. There's a little down thing there, so you can look at a certain team that you want to watch. But this week, week number one in the playoffs, it was a big, big week. And I'm going I'm to tell you why, because there's, there's some history within – a certain football team and some excitement for that football team. There's more history in another for another one as well. So I want to talk a little bit about that because of the fact of the history that was made. And, and their history is maybe kind of one of those, you know, it just depends on what you're looking at. In indoor football and champions indoor football, it was 
history based there and a little bit more in the realm of indoor football. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and let's talk about what happened in the first round of the playoffs in the first game. That was kind of the blowout of the game, but we learned a lot about a football team um, that is in the playoffs, and I'm talking about the game that was on tap as the Bismarck Bucks made their way south to Salina, Kansas, as they took on the Salina Liberty at 6:30 last night. And now the story of the the story of the game was immediate. And what I mean by that is is that when you look at the score, 81 to 51. The way this game was won in reality, okay, was looking at that first quarter. Sometimes getting out to a quick start in indoor football doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean the thing if you can't match the scores with the team you get up on real quick later on in the game. And that is kind of a history lesson on what indoor football, arena football is all about. If you get out to the great big start, and you can develop a quick lead, you have to maintain that lead by matching scores. I know that sounds elementary, but when you look at the indoor game, that's easier said than done. And in that game last night, we saw it as it was just a quick 14 nothing before you knew it with 13.05 uh, in the game. So only a minute, and 55 seconds were off the clock before the Salina Liberty were up 14 nothing. Maintaining that lead for the rest of the game had to be the goal in reality, or at least matching scores. And when you were able to stop the other team, you took advantage of the turnovers, and that's what happened in this game as well. As Bismarck had a rough time getting out of the gate, before they knew it, it was 14 nothing, and then they go ahead and they score the touchdown. And another thing, you know, it, it's, it's almost demoralizing in the indoor game is when you miss field goals, especially extra points. Now, we talk about field goals on the NFL as being almost automatic. But in the indoor game, it is so much different. The uprights are a lot skinnier than what they are in the NFL uh, so you got to look out for that. And if you don't hit it almost perfect, going down the middle is not going to happen on the extra point. And that happened a couple of times to Bismarck last night. After they scored a touchdown, the Salina Liberty were not able to match it. And they had an opportunity at that point to get back into it and only be down one, but they scored the touchdown, but they miss another extra point. So looking looking at these numbers and seeing how everything worked out for Bismarck, that the, the the kicking game was definitely something that did not help them. And the name of the game in this in most indoor games is turnovers. You, you cannot turn the ball over in this game almost. It can almost kill you, especially in a close game, which this one was not. But you also have to realize where you are in the game before you do things. 
whether it be going on fourth down, whether it be, you know, uh, what kind of pass play are you going to play? Are you going to go ahead and run the football? But in reality, the Bucks just couldn't get the job done. L.B. Pope had to come in for Aikens, and he didn't do a great job either. He just ran the ball. He had a big run in that game. 39 yards for a touchdown. L.B. Pope, as he was the quarterback, Aiken, three and nine, 40 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Bang! The interceptions right there are a big story. L.B. Pope, two, 10, 26 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He ran the ball 12 times for 115 yards and three touchdowns. Trey Boone, uh, four rushes, 29 yards, no touchdowns. But Xavier Stewart, six times, seven yards, he got in for the touchdown by uh, Bird Max and L.B. Pope were on the receiving end of the touchdowns from Aiken. Yes, so Aiken, or Pope, actually ran one in as well as got a, uh, uh, he, uh, he got one through the air and two through the ground as the quarterback. But on the other side for the Salina Liberty, Derek Bernard, 19-28, 200 yards, nine touchdowns, one interception. Dominique Carson rushed the ball. Nine times 82 yards and a touchdown. Derek Bernard also rushed the ball for two touchdowns. So a total of 11 touchdowns for Derek Bernard last night. Four touchdowns uh, were received by Stafford. Fargo got one. Three from Donovan Raspberry. And Tracy Brooks got one as well. So nine touchdowns spread amongst a total of five players. Amazing. Good stuff. Mark that, four players. So, it's the line of liberty. They go ahead, they get the victory. So, they're going to host the Champions Indoor Football North Conference Championship Saturday night at 6.30. That game is Saturday, 6.30. You can get that over on Pluto TV. It's going to be fun. as the championship from the north is going to go through Salina, the championship through the south is going to go through Duke City. And speaking of Duke City, they had a game last night which secured that game for them, but that game is actually going to be on Monday the 26th, the, the Monday after Saturday. So you'll have Salina on Saturday, and then you'll do the corner and get Monday night football with the Duke City Gladiators as they took care of the force last night in a good game. In fact, Wichita was up a lot in this game. They went in at halftime with the lead, and then they played to a 10-10 tie in the third frame. What did it come down to? Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, Duke City Gladiators outscored the Wichita force 19-6, which in turn gives them the 50-39 to Victory And like I said, Wichita was up on top of this game, 10 nothing before the Duke City Gladiators got into the end zone. But Wichita went ahead and matched that, what we were talking about. Once you get the lead, you got to start matching points. They went ahead and matched it, was up 17-7, to then Duke City, 17-14. Then the, the turnovers that happened and things like that, then Duke City got in, in front of in this game. 21-17 after Caleb Holbrook 
uh, found uh, Shedrick Johnson for a seven-yard touchdown pass, and then it was off the seat. And at that time, at the end of the first, then they played even all the way, really in reality, to the fourth quarter, where Wichita got back up on top of it with 36-31, and then they got the field goal after that to make it 39-31. But here's where it happened. Dela Davis, 40-yard touchdown catch with a two-point conversion, put the Duke City Gladiators only down by two, 39-37, and then a turnover happened. The turnover machine started happening big time, and then Duke City took over with uh, Jared Elmore, getting a 36-yard touchdown pass from Kayla Holbrook, went ahead and took the lead in the game, 44-39, and then Fatu uh, ended up getting the two-yard fumble, uh, two-yard fumble recovery um, in in the end zone. What that means is that was a uh, safety, and that was the our Fatu recovered the ball for the, the touchdown with no time left, which made the score fifty to thirty-nine. So, when you looked at the game, there were a lot of things that were even throughout the game. First down, passing pretty much as far as first downs. You know they they were right up on on mark. Third down efficiency, not so much. When you looked at the Duke City Gladiators, third down efficiency, they were one of seven. Normally, that's going to make a team lose a game. Wichita was five and eleven, five and eleven on third down. But what that happened is taking advantage of turnovers was the big story in this one. Caleb Holbert, 13 to 30, 200, mark that, 13 to 30, 211 yards, four touchdown, only one interception. Uh, Lewis ran one in for a touchdown as well as Holbrook. So five touchdowns for Caleb Holbrook, who was the last week's offensive player of the week, had a, uh, a good game here. Jared Elmore, five catches, 117 yards, two touchdowns. Dale Davis, Shedrick Johnson also got touchdowns for the Duke City Gladiators. On the other side, Wichita Force, Rocky Hines, 24-40, 180 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. McCartney ran into uh, for him as well. Uh, Charles Johnson on the end of that receiving touchdown from Rocky Hines. So the air effect for the Wichita Force was not an effect in reality, and but they kept it close throughout this game. Pretty much had to come down to the last play uh, before you know it, because remember, you're talking about a 50-foot, 50 uh, 50-yard field, and every place on the field is field goal range. However, Wichita needs the touchdown to get in there, but still, looking at that. So that one was a good game, a very exciting game. And then, um, you know, Underrated, yes. I guess maybe you can call them underrated, the Sioux City Bandits. The Quad City Steam Wheelers were on a roll going into this game as Sioux City was at home, but Sioux City got the victory 54-46. to And, folks, they played even to the first half of this game. They went into the locker room tied up at 24, but it was the – Sioux City Bandits in the fourth quarter taking over the game, outscoring the Quad City Steam Wheelers 28-15. to 15. That was the difference in the game. The setup, the first three frames of this game, led to the main event, which was the fourth quarter. 
And the fourth quarter was all about scoring. I mean, there was two touchdowns there for uh, Quad City as well. But in the fourth quarter, Sioux City started it off immediately. One yard run from Darren Miller. Then the field goal, Quad Cities really needed a touchdown. They didn't get it. They got the field goal, and then Sioux City, another touchdown. Andre London ran the ball in. Then Quad Cities got in for the touchdown as uh, Rudd got a 24-yard touchdown pass from E.J. Hilliard. They missed the extra point. That was another problem in this game because he missed an extra point later on in the game as well after they scored another touchdown. Kicking is a big part of this game. If you have a kicker in this game that can be accurate, you've done something. And I want to tell you something right now. Sioux City Bandits, the Bandits, they probably have the best kicker in the league right now, Greg Connery. He was one or two of field goals. One was partially blocked. That's the reason why that one would have went in. He was five for five on extra points. But he's won the special teams player three times this season. Three times. So they had a great game. Uh, uh, Nadler, 6-12, 88 yards, one touchdown, one interception. They didn't do it there. They did it on the ground with Darren Miller. And probably, I, I'm going to say it, I think the offensive player of the week should be Darren Miller. 26 rushes, 117 yards, and five touchdowns. Guys, you don't even get that on the NFL level. I mean, when 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 a, when a guy gets about 60, 70 yards, you're impressed with the running game in this league or in this game. 26 rushes. They depended on it big time. As they only threw the ball 12 times, they rushed it 36 times. So this team was about the running game against Quad City. And the reason why is Quad City's defensive backs they, they can pick the ball off. They play well. They're quick to the ball, and they knew it, and they figured if we can do it on the ground, we can win this game. Nadler knows. He threw the interception. So after that, they, they just laid it up on the line and said, beat us. It's, try to stop us on the ground. E.J. Hilliard had a pretty good game last night, 14, 2780 yards, four touchdowns. Um, he also rushed one in, so he had a total of five touchdowns. Tyler Williams, 37 yards. He's out of the University of Arizona, for folks that don't know. Williams also, four passing touchdowns went to four different guys, Pedroza, Williams, Sargell, as well as Rudd. But two of four kicking for Stites really kind of put the situation in where it's at. But that fourth quarter was all about the Sioux City Bandits. I'm going to tell you right now, the Sioux City Bandits are a dark horse up in the north. And that game, that's going to happen on Saturday night, folks. Again, Pluto TV, got to get it. The Sioux City Bandits and the Salina Liberty, that game's going to be played in Salina, Kansas, 6.30 kick time. This one's going to be a great one. I'm going to tell you, this will be the game. I don't know what it is about this game. This is going to be the game of the week. Next week in the North Conference. Now, in the South Conference on Monday after Saturday, the Duke City Gladiators are going to host either the Texas Revolution or the Amarillo Venom as they take the field on Monday night. So the version of Monday night football and Champions Indoor football obviously happens on Monday night. So make sure you get the opportunity to check that one out. 
three big games last night, all exciting, all entertaining as well. And if you are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or somewhere near Salina, Kansas, which we got actually a lot of people that listen to us up in Kansas, get over to Salina. That one's going to be a good one. Now, let me just tell you what's going to end up happening here, okay? All right, regardless what ends up happening, if the Duke City Gladiators win on Monday, that game is going to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the championship game. be the biggest thing to happen in Albuquerque in years and years and years, except, uh, you know, well, actually, you know, the, I was going to say the biggest thing would be Bugs Bunny, but he always missed that turn and that left turn in Albuquerque. So it wasn't even Bugs Bunny. This will be the big thing. be a lot of fun. However, if Duke City does not win that game, this game will be held in either the championship game will either be held in Salina or in Sioux City, Iowa. So that's the way it works out. So depending on my work schedule, what I'm going to be doing at the time, I'll either be in Albuquerque, Sioux City, or Salina, Kansas, one of the three. If I go, I might not even go. It just depends on what I got going on here. Our show continues on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we will wait for Cuervo to get up in here. So that is the perfect time for us to jump into our first set of commercials, and we'll get him in when he is able to do so. So that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Make sure you get on listen to us every Sunday morning. This is our ninth season and our 17th show. So uh, make sure you continue listening to us on Sunday morning. We'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll bring on the uh, fine co-host of this program. Of course, that will be Cuervo. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors.
Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, it is it's fresh. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Today's show by, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a good co-host to you 
if I didn't wish you and all the other dads out there happy Father's Day, my friend. Yeah, I, I it's actually thought about that just as you were saying that. I was like, well, I knew I forgot to do something on the intro. Definitely happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. Um, enjoy some time with your family if you're able to do so today. Of course, that's what it is. And now, Cuervo, I'm going to tell you, you almost got a call yesterday in the afternoon because there's so much going on in the sporting world that I don't, I didn't even know if we can do it in a three-hour thing, but we're going to blast out uh, as much as we can before you've got to bail and things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm ready to go. I will have to step out for about 20 minutes or so, get, get the high and tight, as you like to call it, which it's not really yeah. high and tight. But uh, but I will be back on right after. It's the it's the marine look. It, it's got to be the height height height. You know it is. I know it is. But anyway, uh, yes, lots of things that are going on. So we might as well jump right into it because there's there is this big big controversy that is brewing up right here because of what ended up happening. So let, let's just bring the swoop in and let's talk about Helen Wills Winslow really quick, guys. There's more news on something else. There was another arrest for RMRB. I mean, listen, that's just stupid. Fine, you know, whatever it is. Parts of that, if 10% of that story is true, that guy deserves to be in jail. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I want to talk about Kellen Winslow. Because we've talked about this cat on the show for many years. I mean, we talked about his potential as a football player. We talked about his potential as a person because of who his father is. Now Kellen Winslow Jr. finds himself in a situation now where, you know, he's sitting in jail. This guy, and I'm going to tell you this is the bad thing about football, is that this, this story here is going to bring a different aspect of what kind of consciousness, what kind of intent, what kind of defense a football player is going to be used because in order for Kellen Winslow to do this, he has to have something wrong with his brain. Cuervo, this guy was in a lot of trouble for many years before. All right, he has taken hits throughout his lifetime playing this game without question. But the story that is going to happen, and I don't know if it's being talked about, but as soon as I heard who it was, the first thing I thought about this is going to be the first documented cases where they're going to have a defense of CTE. And the reason being because this guy is always in trouble. He's always doing something stupid. He always got a problem. We know something's wrong with this cat's brain. And I think we're going to see the first CTE defense. It's going to come out. And you know what? It's going to work, Cuervo. He's going to get off on this. And it's going to be a total miscarriage of justice. If any of the things that they're saying about Kelvin Winslow are true regarding what has broke, regarding his story and his arrest for rape and everything else, I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a mind-boggling defense, and I think it's going to be smart for the defense. It's horrible for the, the result of this thing, but we're going to see it. This is not a good thing. This is not a quote-unquote good excuse for football players slash athletes that have this condition. Well, yeah, and, you know, Sonny, I I find this one a little interesting just because, you know, I, I, I thought about a lot of the stuff that you, you just talked about, and um, I'm trying to – I was trying to 
just ask the real question of do do these things go together? Do his acts go with the symptoms of CTE? And and I've got it pulled up right now, and some of the some of the the symptoms are uh, it lists here. It says uh, it says difficulty thinking. Well, the things that he did. I mean, I don't know. If, I guess you could debate whether it's difficulty thinking or it's just a case of simply just making bad choices. Impulsive behavior. Yeah, I guess that kind of fits, right? Uh, depression or apathy, short-term memory loss, difficulty planning, carrying out tasks, emotional instability. I think that's probably one of the biggest ones because the, that one leads to the suicidal thoughts or behaviors that we hear about with this condition. Um, but I, I could see I see where you're coming from, Sonny, just because of the fact that when I think of this case, it, it, remi- it brings me back to the Aaron Hernandez situation. Yeah. You know, you're talking about you're talking about guys that you know uh, uh, got into trouble in, in their college years, uh, you know, and they carried on into their professional careers. They've been arrested for things. Is, isn't he in jail right now? Did, wasn't he? Isn't he incarcerated for something right now, or did I see that wrong? Uh, yeah, no, as far as I know, Kellen Winslow is in jail. Obviously, Aaron Hernandez is dead. He committed suicide, and they and they 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 went they threw the gambit, took his brain, and figured out he had CTE as well. Um, so, but I'm going to t- this, this is I, I I guess I you know I guess I just wish it. And no, I don't. I don't wish any of this on anybody, but. I just wish it was a different person. And the reason why I say that is because this guy's got a history of being a knucklehead for for many years, Cuervo. It sounds yeah. like this is the first time we've talked about Kellen Winslow on a level of where he is not the center of attention of doing something stupid. This guy, this guy's got a habit of doing something stupid. And by the way, folks, I don't feel sorry one bit for Kellen, Kellen Winslow. Okay, I, 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 I don't, and, that, and the main reason why I don't is because, and I'll put it out there and I'll admit it, I don't like this guy. This guy's a punk, okay? And when you move into punk, you know, I, I lose all respect for anybody. And that guy hit punk many, many years ago. You know, and, and, and I'm not, how I'm going to say this sounds incredibly horrible, but if this happened to someone who wasn't a consistent pain in the ass, um, I I think I understand the story and feel well. To me, when I think Kellen Winslow, to me, when I think of his situation and the many years, that this is more of an excuse. Listen, now, guys, I'm going to tell you right now. I suffer from this all the time. I suffer from confusion. I suffer from everything else. I I even suffer from a little bit of anger problems sometimes because of the many hits that I've taken in. But I, I've never once. Now I'm not. I, I don't. I don't get where all of a sudden you're just you're just okay with doing things that are wrong. I, I, I that part I don't. Now, granted, when you have anger mm-hmm. problems, you should really try to control them, and that is something that you got to do. You got to put yourself in a position. You got to recognize what you're doing. Now, sometimes that is hard, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to make this as low as I'm kind of making it by what I'm saying, but. Common sense still makes it through, okay? Common sense and, and, and things that you should not do, 
you know, you, you don't go around hitting people. You don't go around, you know, yeah, if you got a problem with yelling and screaming, hey, that's wonderful, but you're not beating the hell out of somebody. You're not doing something stupid that will get you incarcerated. Maybe it will if you're yelling and screaming loud enough and you scare the hell out of your wife. But I'm talking about physical and taking that next step to get physical or to do something that will put you in a lot of trouble. I, and maybe I'm lucky. But I have full control over it. But I suffer from this all the time, Cuervo. So I'm having a really hard time for someone to make this as an excuse for bad behavior. I really am. Um, and the main mm-hmm. reason is I live with it every day, and I can make that decision. Now, granted, have I, do I live on a level maybe as an NFL player who has been taking more hits than I ever did? Maybe so. But that has to be something that has to be recognized by other people as well in order to get the guy help. Now, there are many, many, many warning signs that this guy was going on. So I don't even take that as an excuse. There's too many people involved. He's got too many family members that are famous, a la his dad or anybody else within his family that can figure this out before it happened. And the dropping of the ball, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like the excuse. Uh, whether it be of him doing something stupid or his family realizing this guy needs some freaking help. And, and not only help, he needs real-time help. And, and how the guy's not in complete therapy, you know, three times a week or four times a week is beyond me, if that's the case. That's how much I don't believe the situation on this if they try to bring the CTN. And by, by the way, there are many reports out there right now, Cuervo, that that is definitely going to be, and this guy's been in jail for less than two days. All right. And that's the big time story that's coming out. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely respect what you're saying. So, and, and I, I think you make a good point as far as you can't just use that as the reason every time. I mean, you have to really analyze the situation and, and and I guess that's where I was going with it is is you know for somebody to to be charged or you know I don't know if, how much evidence there is as far as saying yes he actually did rape a young lady or whatever the case may be. Kidnapping to me, I think, and rape, by the way, just yeah, kidnapping so, and rape. For me, those are conscious decisions that that were made by Kellen Winslow. Use saying that oh I didn't know what I was thinking. That, I mean, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm sorry, but those type of things are thought out. When when you yep. when you're going to kidnap someone, and then when you do kidnap them, you decide I'm going to rape this young girl. Like those are conscious decisions that you make. It's not spur of the moment. It's not something that. You know, your body just takes over you and, and, and you just do it. And then you're like, holy cow, what did I just do? Like, that, that's not the type of stuff that happens when you're not thinking right. Right. Those, those were absolute content. Like, if to a, say I got into a fight with my spouse and this would never happen. I'm just using this as an example. We got into an, a, a fight and I... Acts, you know, I strike her, whether, you know, wherever. That might be considered something that something you, it was beyond your control because your emotions are running high and all this other stuff. And that stuff kind of happened. I would imagine, Sonny, I mean, you have, you have yes. a condition, like you said. 
I'm not, and I'm not saying by any means that you would ever hit your wife. All I'm saying is when you're angry, maybe there are things that you say or do, and then you, and then you realize, holy cow, what just happened? Right, I don't exactly. know if that's happened to you. I don't know if that's or, actually happened to you, but I would imagine my, that that's the situation. I'll tell you what it is, Cuervo. That's exactly what it is, or my wife recognizes what's going on, and there was a signal between my wife and I when she felt something was there. And when I seen that signal, it gave me the idea that, whoa, something's going on here. I'm telling you, there's plenty of ways to, to get around this square vote. And, yes, it will take a conscious decision. Now, I have never struck my wife or anybody, for that matter, except for, you know, a high, you know, high school fistfight after school, which never counts. Take away from that, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it is. It's a conscious decision. Now, and I'll even take it to this point, Cuervo, not to make excuses for anybody. I can understand or maybe not understand, but, you know, maybe I can understand if he actually does strike his wife or strike someone. One time I get it. But if it goes full blown out, beat, beat down and doing what he has done, that, that, that continual act. Okay, I believe it's conscious, and I think I'm right there with you. I don't think there's too many places where they're completely out of their mind to where they don't recognize what they're not doing is wrong. And now, the question is whether or not they can control that. That's another thing. And if a guy has been playing in the NFL and has had the problems that this guy has had, this has been recognized and it's already been seen, you don't just graduate to, to – to kidnapping and rape. It gradually gets there. So somewhere along the way, someone missed something if that's it, it, this is the quote-unquote first time right. it didn't happen. No, this one here, there's documented problems with this cat for uh, many, many years. And the fact that it has gotten to this point, Cuervo, I'm just going to take a step back and say, doesn't surprise me one bit with Kellen Winslow because of his actions, because of who he is, and because of what he has done in the past. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I think that uh, this is, like you said, this is going to be, I think, the, the case that kind of really takes the the whole research and, and you know, documented, uh, I guess, history or whatever to the next level because – you know, we saw it with, with Aaron, and everybody was, like, in shock when he, you know, a, you know, quote-unquote killed himself, which I still don't believe that, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, conspiracy couch. Conspiracy couch. Yeah. That's uh, right. And uh, Cuervo. Conspiracy Cuervo, yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but, but I think this could be the one, like you said, you know, you talk about a guy that, it's very similar to Aaron's situation. I think their history is very similar. And I think we could, like you said, we could see something that turns into something bigger. And now I know that the movie Concussion came out, and I think Will Smith played uh, the doctor in that movie and whatnot. Yes, he did. Uh, but, I, uh, but I think we could, we could, this could be the start of, like, real – research not uh you know hollywood research like actual documented like you said uh great point factual you know factual uh uh, opinions and 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 interviews with actual doctors that that work in this field and you know whether espn starts it or whether you know another another 
sports network, whatever the case may be. Um, I, I think we, I think it could turn into something more than just, uh, you know, stuff that we that we can look up. And I mean, I, I think there could be, I think there could be some more, uh, more more awareness that's going to be brought out because yep. now we're talking about now we're talking about you know people's lives you know that are that are in danger when they're around guys that played the game and whatnot and you have to raise the awareness of it you have to because you know not to say that it's going to happen often or all the time but the fact that it can happen that's something that you know you can you can definitely bring to people's attention Hey, that percentage is high, too, Cuervo, just to let you know. I mean, if you're around an NFL football player that plays, you, you first of all, got to recognize who you're around, Cuervo. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying these are bad guys, okay? I'm not. I, I, you know, but there are certain consequences, like post-traumatic stress for folks in the military. These are, these are stories yes. that go on. And this, this is something that is sure. there, which you are very attuned to what's going on. So before you even get started, with being a person with a person in the NFL, or in your case, with someone with the, in the military. You've got to educate yourself in reality. It's not just a fall-in-love situation in reality. You have to educate yourself more beyond the love before you can really go into this. And you know who's on the hot seat right now, Cuervo. It's not, it's not, it's not even Kellen Winslow. It's not on the hot seat. You know who's on the hot seat right now? Big time, probably more so than ever, because they thought it was all done over with. The NFL is on the hot seat yet again, because I'm going to tell you right now, these stories about you know football players with CTE doing things like this, this is going to get out. It's going to be a big story. I'm going to tell you, this could be a situation where they not, the NFL being knocked down a peg is something that is needed. But, man, I'm going to tell you right now, this incident right here could knock the NFL down not just a peg, but a peg or two, maybe three or four, because I'm going to tell you right now, some money's going out of the pockets of NFL executives and the NFL itself, and that's going to be a problem moving on. And not only that, the monies that they're making, they're going to start losing sponsors right and left, and that's going to, it's going to affect what's going to happen with the popularity of the NFL. And did I lose Cuervo or did I lose me? There, uh, there's Cuervo. I'm here. I think you're on. There he is. There he is. Got it. Yeah. I I switched to the uh, the Bluetooth in the truck because I'm going to get gotcha. the hiding fight right. The hiding fight. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. What I what I was going to say is I you know. It brings up the question of, you know, to me. I don't know, and I'll ask you this because I think you're a very good person to ask. Do you think they reopened the uh, the law, or, or is there is there a possible way? Which no, you know what? I, I take that, but I don't think I don't think you could reopen the lawsuit because they already settled, if I remember correctly. So I don't think they that settled. Can, they settled reopen. to a certain point. Yeah, they settled to a certain point. But if it can be proven that they knew more, they can open that 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 case right back up on. And that's what this is going to come back to, Cuervo. It, it, it's not what the the NFL knew. You know, on the first first one, it was about 
what they knew about CTE. Now it's going to go, now what did they know about the, the actual things that can happen with someone with CTE, okay? Um, and how much did they know? When did they know it? Did they warn anybody? This is all going and, and to a point, unfairly, I think this is going to fall on the shoulders of the NFL, um, but at the same time, you got to remember it, it is now this Kellen Winslow story, folks. We didn't the details of this. This is about Kellen Winslow allegedly kidnapping and raping two women the ages of fifty nine and fifty four years old. Okay, and now I, I, that part, I, I and I don't know the relationship. I don't know how they're together. Did they know each other or whatever the case may be? But he's facing nine charges, eight felonies, one misdemeanor, two counts of rape, two counts of kidnapping with the intent to commit rape, and one count of forcible sodomy. This guy is out of control. This guy needs to be in jail. This guy needs well, and if it's not jail, this guy definitely needs to be under some, you know, really psychiatric help. This guy has lost it. And so much so that he's gotten away with so many things, Cuervo, it went to a different level. And that's another thing about how these kids grow up and where they are, what they can get away with, what they can't, and how far are they willing to take that limit. And and obviously this one went way beyond. And and Kellen Winslow has done stupid crap in the past. This one here has got to take the cake. And um, right now, they are not talking about this at all. Kellen Winslow, the only thing that – and this was accidentally leaked about the CTE defense. Right, and, you know, and that's actually what I meant. I meant to mention that earlier was, you know, I, I think about with this case, and with a lot of cases, instead of always reverting to CTE as the, as the reason or the excuse, you know, maybe take a look at their background, right. where they grew up, how, and stuff like that. And, you know, with Aaron Hernandez, I'm not, I'm not saying that CTE had zero effect on, on his life or, or – you know, the choices that he made, but you got to also remember, I mean, he grew up in a, in a background where, where gang, gang relations were involved, um, you know, and he was, he was being accused of being a part of a gang. So when you're, when you're in that world, when you're in the gang world, um, obviously, you know, violence is a huge thing and, 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 you know, representing your, your, you know, who, who you who you, you know, who you're with and, and all that other stuff. And, you know, I mean, that, and, and it always 99.9% of the time it resorts to violence. So yeah. when you grow up around that and that's what you're accustomed to knowing, that's what you're going to, you know, that's how you're going to think the rest of your life is you, you know, anytime you have a problem, you solve it with some sort of violence. And that's kind of how, that's kind of the road that Aaron Hernandez went down. Now, with Kellen Winslow, I, I don't think there was too much. I don't think there was so much gang relations involved in his life. I just think he was just a guy that was just outlandish, you know, growing up. I mean, if you remember, um, and I remember this, you know, being a Tennessee fan, when when they went down to Miami and they beat him, um, you know, the, the whole the whole quote of of, you know, I'm a soldier and we're at war and all this other stuff. And he 
people kind of took a look at that and said, whoa, you know, that was that was a little out there to say. And, yeah. you know, I think it's disrespectful, but, you know, at the same time, though, it's like you right there, that was that you could you can make a you can make an argument that that was a sign of of uh, you know outlandish um, outlandish act that could you know be considered some sort of you know due to maybe something that happened that triggered in his head and you know the emotion of losing the game and stuff like that and you know I'm not saying well, he had CTE cool. back then I'm just saying that. Maybe the the signs were starting to show back then. Well, to kind of get this thing in a ball rolling, to get it into the CTE square belt, and in this part you probably don't know, on June 7th, um, he was actually in jail beforehand as he was suspected of a burglary at a mobile home park, um, and uh, he was actually arrested uh, for breaking into a mobile home, as and the excuse was, what was he doing there? Is, is that he was looking for his uh, he was looking for his big red dog Clifford? Okay, I'm not making this up. Okay, I, I wish I was, but this thing it, it's kind of it's kind of got a it's kind of got a history now. Just and and this was back on June 7th, Cuervo. So this thing is you know properly setting himself in line for this defense. It really is. Um, now, what was he doing in the trailer park looking for a dog named Clifford? I don't know. How much of this is real and how much it isn't? I don't know. But when you get arrested for looking for a little red dog named Clifford, I don't know if he was setting himself up or what's going on. I don't I, see. I don't know the details of every little thing that's going on here. But I do know the CTE thing is going to come, and it's going to be a big deal. And the NFL does not need this square vote. They got enough problems going on, whether it be Kellen Winslow that that is facing a lot of things going on, or you know that you know, or you know, guys just doing something stupid out in the middle of you know getting set to yeah. You know, you got guys that are that are that are getting arrested. You know, so what's going to do? It's going to take. What that's what I was trying to say. It was going to take a focus on this, and these smaller things now are going to get blown out of proportion in reality when it comes to athletes, when it comes to NFL players, that when they really should know better, and that this will become a common story for athletes who are in trouble that have CTE or uh, you know. This is a part of what they do, whether it be hockey or NFL. I think those are the two big ones as far as head conditions are concerned. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, Sonny. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, this it, for him, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds like maybe there was, there was an ongoing situation, but uh, – yeah. yeah, it's gonna be. I'm I'm really curious to see how this thing, how it all plays out, Sonny, or or what they're gonna do, and and yeah, you because know, I don't. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't. He still has to go to court and be be actually convicted, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yep. Absolutely. Um, hey, you're charged. only five minutes away from your high and tight, right? I am. 
Okay. That having been said, what's the course of the name of this show? Okay. What we're going to do, I'm going to let you go ahead, but I want you to give some thought to our next subject. I won't blindside you. I'm going to talk about your favorite quarterback in the NFL. Well, retired. Of course, coming out of Tennessee. I'm going to be talking a little Peyton Manning when we come back, Cuervo. I like it, Sonny. We're going to be talking a little Peyton Manning, so you go get that high and tight. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, take care of a little business, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some other things until Cuervo gets back. Sounds good, Sonny. All right, my man, get that high and tight, and we'll catch you when you get back. All right, so guys, we are going to take that. Yep, we'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll get Cuervo back at 1030. And then we'll talk a little Peyton Manning. I got other things to talk about, and I'll bring Cuervo in on those things here in just a moment because this has been a crazy week. It it, it kind of took it over the top with Kellen Winslow, where they are and what's going on with him. I will say that we almost got up on, uh, on air yesterday for it, but we didn't. That having been said, we'll take the quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some other stuff. We'll be talking. How about we'll talk some NBA? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it solo. I'm going to be fine solo like Han Solo without his Wookiee. Of course, my Wookiee will do that here on the Couch Potatoes for Show when we come back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. 
We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure that any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 consultation includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. loud so 
if it sounds as stupid as it is, you may not want to do it. Kind of like the same thing, you know. In my mind, that sounded pretty funny, but it, I'll let it sound a little bit weird. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show as we uh, are here. I, I find myself for the next 30, 35 minutes. Cuervo is getting the high and tight going on. How about talking just really quick? Because really, in reality, I don't like to talk golf on this show. I really don't because golf's not a sport. It's a recreation, okay? Simple as that. I don't care how great Tiger Woods is, but but golf is not a sport. However, the media and everybody else in ESPN made it a sport, and Tiger Woods made it a sport. Tiger Woods not in a situation. I don't even want to talk about who's in the lead in the U.S. Open. I want to talk a little bit about Phil Mickelson. And, and this this one here actually kind of ticks me off about this guy because I, I, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, in the area, guys. That's where Phil Mickelson lives. You can actually see this guy in Scottsdale. I actually seen Phil Mickelson in Scottsdale. I stopped. I was out there doing some business, okay? I stopped to get a soda at a gas station, and sure enough, Phil Mickelson was getting his – it's kind of cool. He was getting his own gas. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I seen three three – quote-unquote famous people at a gas station in Arizona. One of them was Phil Mickelson. The other was Jake uh, Plummer and Chris Dishman. They were Arizona Cardinals at the time. So I've seen them at the gas station, regular dudes, and I didn't want to bother them. And, and I, and I, I mean, I knew who it was. I mean, if, if, first of all, I, I'm a golfer. That's, the, that's why I already know this is not a sport. I don't consider it a sport. I consider it a recreation. It does take skill to do it, so I understand why people think it's a sport. However, it's a recreation because if you make a miniature golf uh, game out of it, okay, then it's definitely a recreation. <laughs> I mean, if you can make, if you can make these little uh, – little greens and everything with, you know, where you got to jump through it and, you know, make it fancy, you know, you got to jump a, jump a bridge with a ball, you know, it's, it's recreation. So that's where that hasn't even been said, of course. I know this game of golf. I play it. I played it a lot, guys. When I was younger, I played it a lot. My dad got me a set of golf course, golf clubs. And, and guys, I was on the golf course every single day. Uh, as far as where we lived, where we lived, we had we got to play on a par three. I'm telling you right now, I got good at par threes. Um, and I was also on the golf club, uh, golf uh, team. So I know that I know the sport. I know the sport, and I know the rules. Okay. Bill Mickelson should know the rules, and he blew up yesterday. He lost his cool. The fact of the matter is, the ball was in motion. See, there's a rule that when a ball is in motion, you cannot hit it. And in the case of Phil Mickelson, all you got to do is look at the video. The ball was still moving, and Phil Mickelson knocked it in. And they nailed him for two strokes, and boy, oh, boy, he lost his cool. Now, listen, I understand losing your cool on the golf course. And, and, and that, that his outburst stemmed from the way he was playing, guys. Okay, Phil Mickelson is not playing good golf right now, period. But the fact that this guy knows the rules. I mean, you can't hit a ball in motion. This can't do it. Seeing that it was missing, went up there, he was just going to tap it in, but the ball was not done moving. All right, so, you know, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm one that I'm not necessarily a stickler in the rules and stuff like that, but when it comes to golf, 
You got to play them where they lie, not while they roll. You got to play them where they lie. Okay, and that's the the intent of the rule is exactly what he got nailed with. And, and I'm going to say it, Bill Nicholson, you were in the wrong, pal. You, you lose your cool, you lost your cool because you were playing like garbage. Period. How do I know this? Because. I've thrown a club or two out on the golf course. I've swore at the at the golfing gods before because of a bad shot. It's because of the way you were playing. Sometimes you got to recognize that and realize that you're not mad at the people who are making the rules, my friend. You are mad at yourself because you were playing like garbage. And I'm going to tell you right now, Phil, this one's on you. <laughs> now, I have to admit, because I, I know a lot about par, over par, you know, birdie, you know, the eagle and stuff like that. Um, I have to, I have to put this in there. But uh, this thing here, in reality, tapped in for a ten, and believe me. I'm going to tell you, as a now, hell, I can't even call myself a weekend hacker. I haven't played golf in years. Uh, it makes me feel good that knowing that a Phil Mickelson can take a 10. I, I mean, it does. It makes me feel really good. He shot 11 over 81 on his birthday, no less. Listen, I'm ecstatic my shooting anyone. <laughs> I mean, because in reality, I'm nine under par because I play every hole as a par five, which means if you can get off the course with a 90 or better, you've done something. If I could shoot an 81, I'm nine under par in Sonny's mind. See, sometimes you got to psych yourself out. But this, this one right here, 366 yards, so he takes a 10. Now, I'm liking this. Now, listen listen to what he did, because every golfer that I'm talking to, even though we, I mean, I'm going to cut off this really quick, but every golfer recognizes this hole. His approach on the 366-yard hole went long and right. And his chip rolled past the pin and off the green. I don't know how many times in my illustrious golfing career I've done that. Then he chipped 18 feet past the hole. Do I know that one? Then his first putt missed on the right side and kept going and going and going until it was on the edge of the green. I, I, I know this hole. See, Phil Mickelson probably has not played this hole like this as many times as I have, but I have. Then, this is, this is the classic, okay, guys? Then he putted the ball off the green again. Yeah, and then, he, then, as he did that, he jogged off after it and hit it and while the ball was still moving, and that's where it is. It, you know, I, I have had many, countless, I, I, I'll, I'll say thousands of holes like this. All right, maybe not thousands, maybe the high hundreds. 
I've had holes like this. And it does make me feel better to know that a pro, no less, is the, on the level of Phil Mickelson, at least did it once on – but here's the thing. He did it on TV. So that makes me feel a lot better about the tens that I've taken over the year on that golf course. And he, he lost his cool. I, that's what he, and this guy is human. He, he's the quote unquote professional golfer. And I put the quote unquote up there. I say professional. Um, you know, it, you know. I, I just don't consider golf a sport. I, I, I just really don't. But that's okay. We are on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is Sunday morning. That's that being said, a lot of things that were going on. I want to hop into the NBA because I'm a – hold on. But here's – before I hop into that, just really quick, Tiger Woods. Now, this is when you – you know, remember all the garbage he's lost. Remember all the money he's lost. Remember everything else. This guy still makes a pretty penny because Tiger Woods – is paying a thousand eighty five dollars a day. Uh day. To dock his hundred and fifty foot yacht during the US Open. This is a guy that still has too much money. I'm just saying, yeah, I said it. He's making too much money. If you can dock your he's two thousand one hundred and seventy dollars, yeah, I did the math. Just ridiculous. Just stupid. It, it, it makes me mad. I, You know, it, it, it does. It makes me mad. Not only is he flaunting the fact that he's got a yacht, he's got to take it to one of the biggest tournaments in the country or in the year and just pull up there and, you know, set up shop. I, you know, hey, I, I know it's me. I I know it's me, and and this is not even a jealousy. It, it it it's my father taught me when I was growing up a fool in his money soon part, but when you got too much in the first place, kind of makes that that story a little bit less. Now that just some quick hits going on until we get Cuervo back. I, I want to tell you I want to I, I put a post on my Facebook page. But guys, I am boring. I am sorry. I'll put it out there. And Sonny knows he's boring. Just so that you know, the only time I'm not boring is maybe when I do this show. And believe me, I probably got plenty of people say this show is boring. Um, but I put a post on there about a young man who struck out his childhood friend to move to the state championship. And they put it on the video. Instead of celebrating with his team immediately, he went up and embraced his friend. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. When I first saw it, it choked me up, which tells me I'm getting old. I'm turning into, I'm turning into a coach in football, Dick Vermeil. And you know, I'm crying at cat food commercials, for God's sake, I think. That's where I'm at. And, and it just struck my heart as the right thing to do as he was looking out for his friend's emotions and what that could be for him. And now, granted, 
I'm a softy. I'm an old. I'm an old schooler, but I'm also an old schooler, and I understand the rules and the unwritten rules of baseball. Okay, but here's one thing I know. I know when I do something on purpose, and I know when I don't. And in this game of baseball, I know there are some intentional throws at these guys. And I know it's there. They've admitted to it. They live by the rule. They do all of it. But I'm going to tell you right now. The situation with, with Bryce Harper, this, this was, this was I, I don't know if it was on purpose. But I'm going to tell you right now, a thing that would help the situation is for that pitcher to come off the mound and put, extend his hand and to show respect to the player and uh, and to show that it wasn't intentional by shaking this guy's hands. Now, I know that I know that's absurd as I sit here and say that. Guys, don't get me wrong. I completely understand how absurd that sounds. Should it be absurd? No. But I get it. From all the the old school players and the way that it is, and, you know, and, and we saw some of that, you know, when they replayed the uh, umpire getting control over a game, over a guy getting hurt and things like that, and how much other things that are not happening on the baseball field make their way onto the baseball field, I get it. Completely. But if it is truly a mistake or a ball got away from them, I don't see anything wrong with the pitcher coming off the mound to extend his hand and say, God, man, God, God, I'm sorry. I, I, I lost that one. I don't see anything wrong with it. And, in fact, I expect pitchers to do it. Maybe it's me. I know it's me. I know I live in a different world. I have put my head out the window and looked up to see what color the sky is in Sunday's world, and it is orange. But that's what I want. As a 51-year-old man, that's what I want. I want to see that kind of sportsmanship. I want to see that. Got to be about the sport when these guys are making millions of dollars, but it also shows that they're they're capable of making a mistake or something happening by accident. In this game, when you're throwing a ball 90 mile an hour and it gets away from you and it could make its way up their head. Instead, you turn your back on the guy that you threw the ball at their head by accident. That's part of the game. No. If you can't man up enough to go out and put your hand out and say, God, you know, shit, that one got away from me. God, I am so sorry. I may be known as the biggest wuss in the world, okay? I completely get it, and I will wear that wuss crown all day long. But that's what I want to see in Major League Baseball. That's what I want to see from players. That's what I want. Now, like I said, the sky is orange in Sonny's world. But Bryce Harper getting nailed a couple times, and none of them. Not explain. Not it, it, it. It's inexcusable. And also remember who this happened to. Bryce Harper. Okay, he's a cool cat, guys. This is not one of these 
irritating professionals. He's not one of these guys that thinks his stuff don't stink. I mean, this is a down-to-earth kind of dude making millions of dollars. It's not like he flaunts it in everybody's face. We hear stories. I don't. Now, granted, I don't keep up with a lot of baseball, so maybe it's gone completely over my head about what a, you know, what a tool this guy is, and maybe I just don't know. But, it, again, get that hand out there and extend it. And so Major League Baseball, you know, it's one of the reasons why I don't watch Major League Baseball. The arrogance, the, 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 the pettiness, the, the ele- elementary attitude that baseball players and managers have when they go out and play a game. And this stems from the fact that there's 168 games and there is no no reason to have that many games in Major League Baseball except for the fact that it's putting money in the owner's pocket, period. We've talked about how it could work, but the only stumbling block that it comes, how much money is going in the owner's pocket? How much are they losing by not having 168? Now we're just kind of stuck with it, and we'll just go with it. And it comes to the pettiness of this game. And that's the reason why you see stupid crap like that happening out on the on the baseball field. How do you see stupid? There was only one good punch in the last seven years of Major League Baseball that actually connected. Happened down here in, in Texas. All this other, you know, bench brawls and all this other crap, you know, it's like a bunch of four-year-olds playing the game without adult supervision. And in this case, the adults get involved, that being the managers. No wonder kids are out of control on the baseball field. They see it on the, on the, they see it on Major League Baseball. So the fact that a kid throws his bat or gets pissed off or yells at a Little League team after he's watching baseball you know, there's no great big surprise to me. It's called learned behavior. And if you allow learned behavior to be a part of your life, that's what you get. You get kids throwing bats. You get kids being pissed off. You get all of that. And there, I'm going to tell you right now, baseball might be the biggest influence on a young child's life than any other sport. Because most of the football players play baseball when they're a kid usually starts out probably that way with baseball, realizing their athletic ability. And then it can, then it can go. I mean, you realize, hell, I can play this game. Now I can, now I can you know, play basketball or play football. And then I, I, think the, I think it all starts with baseball. And I, I'm a firm believer in that. Of course, I'm old school. Old school, that's the way we kind of think about things. We see how it molds the youth of the world. And seeing this kind of stuff, and I'll give you an example. We, I had a video I put on my Facebook page. You've got to scroll down now. It's been a while. I sent it over to Cuervo. But there's a, there is a little league game where a pitcher lofts a ball. This thing had more art than a softball. And it hit this kid in the back. Wouldn't have heard a fly. This kid goes down like the freaking Titanic and does the LeBron James flop I've ever seen out on a baseball field. That's what happens when you watch LeBron James too much. I'm on a roll. I wanted to do this all week. I, I, I just, you know, my brain was going.
going, but physically I was tired. I wanted to get out. It, 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 it's the, these are the things Major League Baseball have got to change, okay, in realizing how much of an influence on young kids' lives that they got. LeBron James, that right there, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I, would, I would bet every money, every penny in my bank account right now that that kid watched LeBron James. Either that or his parents just, you know, completely blow up something that is ticky-tack and blow it up into an explosion. Oh, my God. It's sick. (laughs) But Bryce Harper getting nailed two times without someone saying, I'm freaking sorry. I'm sorry. There's something wrong with that. And if you don't have enough stones on the major league level to put your hand down, extend your hand, say, God, that one got away from me, man. I am truly sorry. Especially after the second one. I don't think you should be out on the mound of the uh, of major league baseball. You won't. By the way, you can sit there and try to tell me and explain it any other way. I'm going to tell you, you won't change my mind on it. Because there's certain ways of being a man, and that is not being a man. That's being an infant, or not an infant, but a toddler. That's toddler mentality. So from now on, you're TM'd. Just so that you know. Also, we're on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You want to get some enlightening things every once in a while. I'll put something out. And I and I, I, I and listen. I'm going to tell you right now. I was on a roll last week. You actually saw some good stuff besides indoor football. I, I I've got to put it on in the NBA. And I got to talk about this because this is one of the things that really completely blows my mind about the about the NBA. And the fact that Magic Johnson screwed up, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Magic Johnson, first of all, the first mistake that he made as a guy that makes decisions for the Lakers is that he decided to take Lonzo Ball. First of all, that was the biggest mistake that he, and I'm going to tell you right now, if he can go back the months that it was when he made that decision. And from that time, from them to now, listening to this guy's father, I, I feel bad for Lonzo Ball to have this guy as your father. But there's a couple of things that I'm going to, believe it or not, I'm going to defend this fool for a minute, for a minute. But Lonzo Ball, and his father, I mean, you want to talk about a guy, he, 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 I, I, feel, I feel like Stephen A. <laughs> By the way, I started that, and Stephen A. stole it, but that's okay. Um, he steals a lot of my stuff, by the way, just to let you know. But um, this thing here, far as what's going on, I'm going to tell you straight out what I believe. Stephen A. Smith, I, I I put something on his post and I, I and I had to post it again just to make sure that Stephen A. doesn't steal my line. So I'll give you my line. But Lonzo Ball's dad has diarrhea of the mouth. I mean, and 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 it's chronic, by the way. Just let everybody know. That's not my statement, but it is diarrhea of the mouth, and it's chronic. 
This guy, listen, Pepto-Bismol in the mouth is not going to help Lonzo Ball's dad. It's not even going to be close. This this guy, I, listen, you listen to the show, you can hear enough stupid statements fly out of my mouth, okay, on a weekly basis. This guy does it daily. So you got to get a prescription for diarrhea of the mouth for Lonzo Ball's dad. He needs to go to a doctor and, and figure out the diarrhea of his mouth because this guy has enough cells to come out and say, Lonzo Ball will make LeBron James better. Now, if you listen to the absurdity of that statement, we're talking about the best player on the planet. And believe me, it makes me want to puke to say it. But I'm not going to be an idiot and sit here and say right now, LeBron James is the best player on the planet. And this guy's got enough stones to come out and say his son is so good that he's going to make He's going to make LeBron James better? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. I, I say a lot of dumb things on this show, but I really, the, the main thing when you're talking Lonzo Ball, you got to ask hey, Can we talk? We, let's talk. I mean, he, he, that having been said, if it wasn't for this guy's mouth, Lonzo Ball would never be picked second or whatever, whatever number he was picked in the draft. Lonzo Ball being a first-round draft pick, it, it, you know, should have never happened. That was a mistake. The second mistake, and I said it on the show when it happened, and I and I warned him. I I, I warned Magic Johnson. If you are going to be stupid enough to take Lonzo Ball with the first pick of your draft. You better have five million set off to the side for his dad. Say, listen, I'm going to draft your son, but I don't want to hear from you. I don't want you to be out in public. Here's five million. It would have been the best five million that Magic Johnson has spent for that franchise because imagine how many times he has to answer to Lonzo Ball's dad saying stupid things like Lonzo Ball's going to make. LeBron James better. The absurdity of that statement tells me there's that guy's a mental. Hey, can we talk? Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you, Joan. I appreciate it because in reality, blasphemy! The blasphemy of that statement. The blasphemy of that statement is not even close.
that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show, week number, year number nine, week 17. And you heard it here. I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't for LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball would not be a first-round draft pick. He wouldn't be in a league or uniform. He wouldn't be, you know, you know, where he is today. So, on selling his son with the over-the-top BS that he puts out there, he sold his son. And, listen, sometimes you find a sucker when you're selling something. He's the best car salesman of a lemon that is out there. Now, that's one of my other statements that Stephen A. didn't know because I hadn't put it out there. But that's what he is. He is a car salesman for lemons, and his, the lemons are his kids. LeVar Ball's sons have talent. I won't, even, I won't even make a dumb statement that they don't. They don't have enough. They don't have enough talent. Now, you came them up the way the game is played now. Then you bring the best player on the planet on your team. Then, yes. But it's the other way around, Sal, uh, your dad. Anybody's going to make... Lonzo Ball better at the game he plays of basketball for the Lakers. It's going to be LeBron James. But the simple fact of the matter, when you make a statement like you did there, LeVar. Blasphemy! The blasphemy! It, it is. It's blasphemous. It, it's one of the, it's, it, it's, it, it's the biggest disrespect to the greatest player on the planet, for you to make a statement like that. And, and here's the thing. And if you can't see that, I get it. You have your agenda to push your kids as the next best thing of what you couldn't be with a guy that could take the ball for Michael Jordan. Just so that you know, and my best Stephen A., just so that you know. Lonzo Ball, or whatever the little ball, big ball, no ball brand that you are, will never, and I mean never in my best Chris Jericho, be on the level of of LeBron James. Oh, my God, really. I mean, the, the nonsense. That was flying out of this guy's mouth is incredible. The blasphemy that was coming out of his mouth is truly insulting. It's truly insulting to the best player in the world. And you better get Lonzo Ball on the phone saying, Lonzo, Lonzo, show your stones. Pick up the phone. Yo, LeBron, yo, 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 yeah, I know it's me. Don't hang up. LeBron, LeBron, don't hang up. Don't hang up. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Man, my old man crazy. Don't, don't, don't hang up. My old man crazy. I mean, yeah, he got me where I'm at. You know, but he crazy. We all know he crazy. Look at this. Look at In my best. Listen, LeBron, I am truly sorry for the actions of my father. Please. If you don't believe anything, I don't believe any crap that's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> that's what it is, guys. I'm telling you right now. It's the biggest joke 
but you put the microphone in the front of the mouth of the guy. Everybody should have free reign. You know, it, it's kind of like the military, and I'll bring this up with Cuervo a little bit later. It's just like the military. You ever, if you have ever seen the the movie Full Metal Jacket, the first scene is incredible, but there's a scene later on, and I might be mixing up my military movies, but they take coins, rolled coins, and they beat the snot out of a guy while they held him down. Yeah, I'm almost now. Now that I think about it, it is full metal. They held him down and beat the hell out of him. Everybody took a swat with them with, with a roll of quarters or whatever the roll was, and they beat the holy hell out of this other guy because he was affecting the whole troop or whatever they call him in the military. That's what the that's what the Vard Ball is doing to his son Lonzo and his future children. Which, by the way, are no talent hacks. The best one is playing in the NBA. The other ones are not that good. So that having been said, Lonzo, this is the line that Steve and I was worried about him stealing because this is true. And and, and this this goes back to the eighties, by the way. So let me put that. There are a lot of beautiful women on the face of this earth. Okay, Lonzo, your dad is like those beautiful women. Your dad is that beautiful woman with the ward on her face, okay? I I mean, I I can name them. There's some beautiful women on the face of this earth that have a ward on their face. And they got the money to take it off, but they won't. So that puts it in the – Lonzo Ball, your dad is like a beautiful woman with a ward on their face. You know that girl could be so much better. So much better looking without it. You could be a better basketball player without the word on your face, that being your dad. Now, that's some that that that's just where I'm coming from. Folks, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, you can you can try to believe the hype. You gotta stop putting microphones in front of this guy's mouth. I mean, you thought I said some pretty crazy stuff in the past. Listen to Lonzo Ball. It's pretty pathetic. Now, I'm waiting for Cuervo. He's getting high and tight. It's taking a long time, man. I, I don't know how long it takes to take the buzzers across your head. Now, I'm bald, so I can't really, really attest to it, but it couldn't take more than five minutes. So I think he's probably getting a blow dry, too, and, you know, the hair washed and everything. That, you know, and then getting it, he's probably getting a pedicure and manicure at the same time, so he's probably rolling around with it as well. <laughs> he says he should be back at the top of the hour. I don't know, he probably hurt his ears right now. <laughs> just came across as a longer line at the barber shop than normal. That's okay, but we're going to take it to the top of the hour and we're going to talk about Peyton Manning because I've got some wonderful things to say about Peyton Manning. And, and I'm going to let – here's one of you just said. I'm going to sell this. This is what they call a tease in the business. At the top of the hour, I'm going to let Cuervo have the ball on this. He knows what we're going to talk about, which would be one Peyton Manning. So he knows what we're going to be talking about. 
I'm going to let him take it, and then I'm going to shock the world, folks. I'm going to shock the world. So that'll be at the top of the hour. Something Clark shocks the world. It's going to happen. <laughs> Boy, I, I told you the sky is orange in my little world, okay? All right, let's go, <laughs> let's go back to some of the other things, some of the other topics that I wanted to talk about because oh, what a great week as far as news was concerned. It definitely kept me entertained as I was very busy this week as I am the hardest working man in sports radio. Um, I've been doing a lot of listening to a lot of things and hearing some things. So the big story in reality I want to get out there because I I find this one very... Kyrie Irving, I want to talk about this one. Says signing this extension with the Celtics just doesn't make any sense. Kyrie Irving says this. Now, there's more basketball news about other guys who want out. We'll get to San Antonio in a minute, but I want to talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving. We talked about it on this show. I have a theory that if you go back and listen to the archives, I will briefly tell you my theory about the Kyrie Irving-LeBron James situation. Now, I just got done praising praising LeBron James, so I don't, I'm sick of the emails and something all you do is blast LeBron James. I just gave him some major love there. All right, so if I get an email that says suddenly you're not giving LeBron James any love, I'm going to tell you to go, you know, pound the ground, okay? But now, Kyrie Irving says signing an extension with the Celtics just doesn't make sense. Here's a couple reasons why. And, and you know, guys, it, my theory is going to come to, it's going to come to pass. Now, Kyrie Irving will say all the right things to the media, and he did. He said all the right things, and including – Signing an extension with the Celtics just don't make sense. And you can look at it a couple of different ways. Now, the way he wants to push it, okay, the way he wants to push it is what will they get to help me or help the Boston Celtics take that next step that can compete with Golden State Warriors. Now, that's what he's selling. That's the way he's going to put it out in the media. But conspiracy counselor is here to tell you that's not the reason why he signed. That's not the reason why he said signing the extension with the Celtics just doesn't make any sense. I'm going to tell you the reason why, and it goes back to my theory. And it's and guys, it, it you're going to say, Sonny Clark, you were so ahead of this two years ago, but I'm right. Kyrie Irving isn't signing an extension with the Celtics because it doesn't make any sense. He is not signing the extension with the Celtics until LeBron James gets signed because if it's with Boston, he's leaving. He's left them before, he'll leave them again. And this is personal, guys. I am telling you, I am lining this thing up for you. I will be the only one that can take credit because I'm the only one that has ever thought of it. I have listened to a lot of sports talk radio and no one's mentioning it. I'm telling you right now, the girlfriend or mother was insulted by LeBron James. Kyrie Irving's girlfriend, wife slash, you know, girl on the side, whatever you want to call her, or mother was insulted by LeBron James. Or he made a move on his girlfriend, uh, side girl, whatever the case may be. This is a personal thing, and I go back to the practices that was going that were going on. Kyrie Irving wasn't even speaking to LeBron James at one point during the season before he left. In practice, wouldn't even talk to him. Wouldn't even for over 
two months, guys. Listen, usually those petty things about the game, about life, are the personal ones. Those petty things, those small things that are personal. Because I'm going to tell you, this has nothing to do with business because the amount of money that he'd be leaving on the table if they brought in there would be too much. All right, so this is personal. I ain't playing with and, and I'm just going to speak for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving ain't going to play with that pump. That's what it is. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kyrie Irving either, A, doesn't like him because of his ego, which I'm going to tell you right now is high. You say whatever you want. Oh, he's such a great ambassador for this. He's so great. He's so wonderful and everything else. And, you know, but the, the arrogance that this guy just, just oozes out of his body and slap with the cloud and all this other crap that makes people sick of watching LeBron James or even talking about him. Yeah, now I'm slamming him. So I gave him his praise, but this is a simple fact. Kyrie Irving thinks he's a punk. He won't come out and say that because that is going to affect his bottom line. But the bottom line here in reality is when you look at that situation, LeBron James going over to the Boston Celtics with Kyrie Irving on it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a winner. It's a winner. But it ain't going to happen. Kyrie Irving is not signing a deal with the Celtics until he knows where LeBron James is going, and it isn't Boston. I can't wait until I'm proven right in this. I can't wait. Because on this show, we don't get an opportunity to be right a lot about a lot of things. I've been right about a lot of things, believe it or not, on this show. I've been wrong about more than I was right, but the crazy ones, I've been there. This one is no different. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James don't like each other. Period. And LeBron James is the reason why. Period. Kyrie Irving not wanting to play with the best player on the planet is personal. It's not business. Because business says, sign me up. Look out for that. This is a big story. This is something that's going to be very interesting. Kyrie Irving, I think, is willing to sign right now. Right now. That long-term contract. $86 million. And now, you can do the numbers and everything and find the excuse for it. And that's the reason why this is a great story. It, it, they're going to put out in the media it's about $86 million why he shouldn't return with the Boston Celtics. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Contractually and quote-unquote financially, it doesn't make any sense. Kyrie is ready to be the focus of this basketball team as long as that's what it can be. Irving, now listen, all right, Irving's max extension would be $102 million over five years. However, if you play it out and he becomes a free agent in 2019, his max money could be 
$188 million over five years. Don't get me wrong. I have no clue how they came out with his numbers. I'm just reading what it is. I don't know how they come out with it, but those that are storing a home, that is the difference between $86 million if he waits one more year. Now, Greg, you can fall in love with that idea. But you can still do a lot with $102 million and be happy daily than with $188 million dealing with a car. And I'm going to tell you right now, it would be a dumb decision for Kyrie to do it. Okay? I'm on record to say it is. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you got that much money, does it matter? I mean, you're not Sprewell, who, you know, is not, is not afraid, who's afraid of, you know, not being able to see his family. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to tell you right now. And when I am right, you think that I've got a big mouth now? Wait until it comes out, because this is going to come out. And I, I'm going to be like I'm going to be like that chicken in the morning that wakes you up, or you know, every single morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cackle do the do so loud it's gonna wake up the country because I'm the only one talking about this one. You want to fall up on the business side of innkeeping? I'm telling you, this is person because business wise, you're jumping on the 188. But if LeBron James makes his way over to Boston, he won't be. And you heard it first here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You heard it a couple of years ago. Now you're hearing it again. If you haven't heard it before. Hey, can we talk? Because when it gets too personal, it changes the whole attitude about how you look at things. And in this case, it's $88 million, the difference between 102. And $190 million, $88 million. I'm sure Kyrie Irving can get by on the 102 And in two years, he can still sign with the, with the Boston Celtics and still get the 188 All right, so there it is. So there's an out. I'm going to tell you right now that's going to be the biggest story of what's going on right now. You look at it. It's going to be a lot of fun that, that helps there. Now, on to more stuff here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, because we've been doing a lot of you know, We've been doing a lot of talking. The next story is quite amazing. We have already talked about the NFL, you know, you know, doom, doom. L.A. Law. No, I, I, I got to get it. I forgot to. I, I, I actually had the sound bite, and I forgot to upload it to the show. But the other one that is going on, guys, I'm going to tell you straight out. Some big-time noise being is uh, is out there. And what I mean by big-time noise, I mean really seriously some serious allegations that are going on. And it is one of former NFL big man, J.J. Hickson, arrested for armed robbery. Now, this is a guy. You don't know, guys, you don't even know who he is. If you know who he is, you're a liar. You've got to be a major, major NBA fan to know who J.J. Hickson is. Former NBA forward was arrested and charged with home invasion in an Atlanta, Georgia home. 
deputies who were on the scene noted that at least two people were involved in the home invasion. He was one of them. Only Hickson is facing the charges at this time as investigators right now have said the incident took place at 10.30 a.m. Friday morning in Atlanta. And the victim beat up pretty good. Then some things missing out of the residence. Point in time that this all things went down, and I don't know if he left them for dead, but the suspect, guess what? Told them who he was. It's a big story. These kind of guys, I, mean, I, I, and I, I can't even explain how a guy picks up and is like this. I can't even explain it. I, I, I can't. And here's nothing. I can't even explain it so much that I don't even know what to say about them. Except put them in jail and let them be done with it. Not losing any sleep, this guy, you know, in reality. But it goes to the stream of the outlandish crap that athletes are allowed to get away with. And then when it gets to this point where you go, is this guy out of his mind? And then you got to go back and say, well, what did he use to get away with? And, folks, that starts not in college, even though college is a big problem. It's probably worse. But if you don't get a hold of it and the expectations of what an athlete can be when they're younger, you're going to put up with this kind of crap. It's going to end up happening. And it's going to be something that will go away. Crazy week. And, and even more as far as what, when you take a look at what's going on in sports today. And we spent this year probably – we have spent more time on major uh, the NBA than we ever have on this show. Now, we've always talked about some of the things that are going on. but So we're going to talk a little football at the top of the hour when Cuervo gets back. We're going to talk a little bit about Peyton Manning. And I'm going to tell you, this is really this is going to be an intriguing next hour. Because if you thought I was crazy about some other things, you're going to think I've lost my mind here. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> By the way, just so that you know, no one's saying it this way. I'm going to be the only one that says it, just like I'm the only one that's saying it about LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. I'm the only one saying it, and I'm going to be the only one that does. So Stephen A., before you steal my line, I was the one. Lonzo Ball is like a beautiful woman with a wart on her face. She's pretty, but she can be so much better looking without it. Lonzo, you got a wart, and your wart is your dad. I'll be thankful your dad got you your money. But if you want any kind of if you want people to look at you seriously, Lonzo Ball, for the rest of your career, you need to cut the cord. <laughs> How your dad gave birth to you, I don't know, but you definitely needs to be cut. All right? I'm just saying. It's going to be a very interesting uh, 
rest of the season or to start the season on what's going to go happen, who's going to go who. Having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to go on to what we talk about best here on the other side. We're going to be talking football. There's some good news that are, that was brought out. Not, and I'm going to tell you the reason why I think it's good. The reason why it's good is that because it puts it put more of a safety kind of thing and the NFL on alert. Let's try and tease them something here so that you're not going to go anywhere. I'm going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports. I'd like to thank our sponsor, of course, Bush Weston and Weston General Contractors, one of my favorite guys of all, you know, around here. And and the locals, thank the locals for giving us a listen. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll talk NFL when we come back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. 
We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. And we are back on the Couch Potato Sports Show into our third hour. I feel so good, man. It's really amazing. By the way, um, just to let everybody know, uh, Champions Indoor Football Round 2 starts next weekend, but Monday Night Football, Champions Indoor Football style happens from Amarillo at 7 p.m. on Monday as the Texas Revolution are taking on the Amarillo Venom for the right to play in Champions Indoor's South Conference Championship game. They are, the game will be in Duke City over in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It will be on the Monday after this next Saturday, so make sure you get on over there. And if you... Think football season's over. It's almost over, and then we'll go on a little break. We'll get it. We're into uh, right now. We are into training camp and everything in the NFL. But that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Let's go ahead and do this. So bring them back in. In case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. Twice in one day. I love the intro. Welcome back in to Cuervo, y'all. All set to get your hair dry. Did you get the manicure and the pedicure with this one or no? Or just get the hair cut? Uh, well, no, I got the avocado mask today, Sonny. And it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice and smooth now. Make you look younger. I like it. Now, can, yeah, you I, use I, the avocado, can you use the avocado on chips and dip afterwards? Or you just don't want to do that? I don't know. Absolutely. You know, I asked that question and they said it's, it's fine. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's okay to eat it off your, you know, they scraped it in a bowl for me. So I'm going to go enjoy that. Watch the rest of this, uh, to go in Germany. Oh, wow. You got, I thought you were, you've got to be bored. Oh my God. Are, are you, are you getting it? Maybe I'll ask. Maybe I'm the only one. I could give a rip. <laughs> About, Oh, you are missing out, my friend. Let me tell you. Look, I get it, man. You know, we're, we're, we live in America, and we're used to, we're accustomed to our, our four 
sports that we that we watch all year round, right? You got you know you, you got your basketball, you got your baseball, you got your football, you got your hockey, all right? And even hockey is kind of like, hey, if you're from certain part of the of the country, you're into it more than other parts, right? Let me tell you about the World Cup, Sonny. The World Cup. What I, I think what I love about it the most is that it's something that brings people from all around the globe together. But the thing, the thing that makes it so, um, so great to watch is that you only get it once every four years. So when people bring up the discussion of what's the most, um, not important, but the most, uh, I guess, uh, <clears throat> What's the one championship that, that has the most, I guess, emotion attached to it or however you want to say it? If you don't, if you don't go with the World Cup, something, something's not right because that's something that you, that you play for once every four years. You don't get an opportunity every year like you do with the World Series or the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals. You get that once a year. So if you don't win it this year – you only got to wait 365 days to compete again. The World Cup, though, son, you got to wait four years to play for that cup again. So, to me, that's what makes it so great is that the rarity of it and, and just people from all over the world competing for that for that cup. I don't know. To me, I, I think it's great. I love it. And, and, and I'll even take it a step further. I don't watch it in English. I watch it in Spanish because it makes it that much better. <laughs> Okay, I've I, I, I've only heard the scores. I, I I just like to watch something I'm familiar with, and it's not that, just so that you know. But it is what it is. Well, Abby not play soccer? Is she not into soccer? Oh, no, no, the kids are in soccer. Thank God. Be... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you on it, Sonny, is what I'm doing here. It's not going to work, Cuervo. I, I, maybe it's because I'm too busy. I don't know, but I, I, I just, I don't want to. I don't want to invest in guys that I don't know anything about. And I guess I have to right. put out there is I don't want to know about it. I guess that that might be something else because soccer is not a sport; it's a recreation, just like golf is. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> you've got some great athletes in that sport. And that's yeah. Well, you definitely got to be an athlete. I'll give them this. You got to you got to have the cardiovascular because I want to say right now they're doing a lot of running for nothing. Um, one nothing yep, games no on fast, a, on this. There ain't no fat soccer players, Sonny. I'll tell you right now, there are no fat that's, soccer players. Yep. So here's what it is now. Cuervo. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. I I, I gave you the keys for this, and I gave you the time. You know who's in okay. the news, and that is your boy, your, your, probably your favorite player of all time, that being so Peyton Manning. Uh-huh. So let's hop, in, let's hop into it. You've heard the stories. You've heard what's going on. Peyton Manning, what is your feeling on Peyton Manning? Because this has been going on for a couple of weeks. We just haven't taken time to talk about it. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what part you're talking about. The, the, the part that supposedly he admitted to using PEDs, is that, is that what we're talking about here? Well, it, it, that's, the, it, that's a story, I guess. But 
the whole thing that's going on. And I, I just I mean, there's lots of things going on with it. So I guess, what is your feeling about the Peyton Manning deal? Well, I'll be honest, Sonny. I mean, that's the only news I know about. I mean, unless there's something that I totally just missed, that's the only thing I know about is that a story came out saying that somebody heard him admit to using key performance net drugs while he was in the league. Uh, I, I mean, I honestly don't know of any other story that, that has come out about Peyton Manning. Okay. Hey, we're getting a lot of feedback. Are you on your Bluetooth? I'm in my truck, yes. Okay. Yeah, we're getting a lot of feedback. Okay, now I, I don't hear myself now, so there we go. So whatever you're doing or where you're going makes a big difference. Uh, no, but Peyton Manning, uh, th- there's been there's been confirmation about Peyton Manning and what's going on as far as um, the uh, situation regarding the, I don't know if they're steroids, uh, human growth, that's what it is human growth hormone uh, that was going on. And it actually somehow someone has confirmed that it was delivered to the house over there, Peyton, uh, Peyton Manning Manor. Um, and, uh, and the excuse he's giving now is, is that it was set for his wife. Now, these stories are coming now big big time right now as far as what's going on, you know, steroids and all this other stuff, all the stories that are going on regarding steroids. And in Cuervo, you know, the, the story is, is that he's accused of taking it. And um, this is – and this was during the time that he was going through the, the – uh, the comeback, I guess you can say, is wherever he was going on. HGH is a big story now, and obviously these are stories that were coming back up over years ago, back in 2005, 2008, um, and Manning denies the claims in the court court filings and things of that sort that, you know, he's ever done it, and, um, and there's also, uh, you know, the allegations for other people that he accused other people. There's a lot of stories that are going on here, Cuervo, but the one that is out there right now is that his wife is the one that was getting the human growth hormone. It was being, quote, unquote, delivered in her name. Um, and, and I'm telling you right now, people are jumping on this story, Cuervo, and I think it's very interesting as far as um, the PEDs and the HGH and all this other stuff that's becoming the story that people aren't talking about. So I, the reason why I'm asking you about this, because I know Peyton's your guy. I know he is your guy. Um, and it came in a revelation to me about how I feel about this, but the stories, um, the NFL cleared Peyton Manning of the PEDs uh, and the HGA was going to his wife and things of that sort. So I guess I've got to ask, the, you know, so as far as what you feel about Peyton Manning and where he is and what is his career, what it's all about, and um, the reports that were saying that things were done. So, and these were a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember. We briefly touched on them, um, but um, he says he didn't use them. Um, so I guess I got to ask the question, Cuervo. Are you convinced that Peyton Manning is the guy that we're seeing 
every single day. Are you convinced this guy didn't do this? Are you? I, and that's my question because the, I, I, I'm, I'm giving you a heads up, Cuervo. We're going to hear about this within the next two or three months. It's going to be big time. Other things are going to be coming out. I promise you, because there's there's the talk is very very interesting on what's going on. Yes, it happened a couple of years ago. It happened back in 2005 when it was first brought up, now 2006. Now that people have had some time to dig even more into the story, dig into even more of what is going on, do you think we're going to hear any more about this as far as it is concerned? You know, honestly, Sonny, I thought this story was dead already. And this is not the, the Peyton Manning fan in me or the biased Peyton Manning guy in me talking. I mean, this was a story that came out, you know, three years, two or three years ago. And, you know, people said that it was delivered to his house or whatever. And, and then we never heard about it. So my question is, first of all, why is this coming back up? You know, I thought this was old news that kind of just died away, like, at this point, you know, he's retired now. Does it really matter anymore? I, I, I guess if you wanted to be the morale police, then no, you know, you you stick with it and you try to get to the bottom of what happened and you try to catch, you know, some some sort of evidence showing that he maybe he lied about the situation or whatever. Okay, great. If 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 that was what happened, okay, then yeah, then I guess he lied about it and he never should have done that. <clears throat> but, and I, I, what I will say, and I would say this for any player, I don't care who it was, how much I didn't like him or how much I did like him, you said it, Sonny. This was about, he, even if he did do it, if it was to recover from his injury, I believe that there is a place for that. That, that is the exception to the rule, is when you are recovering from an injury, at any no other point in time in his career did we ever hear about him taking steroids. And let's be real, did it ever physically look like he took any steroids? No. That's a good point as far as what you're looking at, and I agree. And and I'm glad you went into the area of what we talked about last week. There's room. There's room for steroids. There's room for HGH. There's room for this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. And this is what's bad about it, Cuervo, is, is that there's been such a stigma on the situation regarding this is, is that, you know, now Peyton Manning's credibility is being called up, up on right now. And that is the huge story of this whole thing. And, you know, you look at this guy, and we've talked about it for years. You're talking about a guy, okay, this guy is so – cool and calm. You never see him unshaven. This guy is cool. He, he's, you know, he, he reminds me of somebody. And 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 I'll talk about that here in a moment. It, but, I mean, he doesn't look like he takes the steroids, clean cut, everything else, his image untarnished and everything else, except for the stuff that was happening back in the thing. But the, the information that has been flying around and the fact that it's been so many years Right now, Peyton Manning's credibility is being called into play. And why is it being called into play? I think there is some – I'm going to put it out there. Actually, let me ask you one more question before I go into that. Cuervo, who do you think during this time 
was the smartest football player in the NFL. At the time when he was playing, was it, was it, I mean, the smartest guy, whether it be anything, was Peyton Manning, right? I mean, I, I don't think we're in disagreement with that. This guy's the smartest guy out there, whether it be football knowledge or just knowledge in general. Would, would, would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he was the, the you could argue that he was the face of the NFL. Um, right. Yeah, he was a guy that you can you could say, I want him representing the NFL, my league, you know, if you're Roger Goodell. So, yeah, I, you can make that argument. I think we could. And, and, and what I'm about ready to say is not going to be very popular. But the fact this story is up and it's resurfacing, and this is a story, you know, that should have been put away, um, whether it, it, it you know, it's. I think uh, Ryan Howard, Ryan uh, Ryan Howard, Ryan Zimmerman, and a couple other baseball players that were involved with the implication from the um, Al Jazeera story about PEDs and human growth hormone that came around a couple of years ago. But here's what I'm going to say, and I guess I just got to shake my head. Okay, and, and and maybe it's because we should not. Ex- or have or hear stories about Peyton Manning doing something stupid. Okay? Now, if you're Peyton Manning, out of all the things that you stand for, and, and, and this one here, and I'm, I'm going to apologize before I say it, but if you're Peyton Manning and you're smart enough, do you think that the right idea for you is to have human growth hormones sent to your home. Okay, Cuervo, you can say whatever you want about it, whether it's for his wife and everything else, or they can document everything else. Listen, there are doctors out there, and it's the reason why we don't have HGH, the reason why we don't have steroids in the sports of the world is because even doctors can be bought off. You, you know, you can't tell me. And I'm not saying whatever his wife is dealing with is not real. I, I don't even want to go to that point. But out of all the things that you could do to help, there has got to be some other ways as well. When you are Peyton Manning and when you're doing what you're doing, in the age of what's going on as far as steroids, to me, and, and, and I might be talking off the left, I might be talking outside my mouth here, but if you're, if you're this smart, you've got to be smarter. There's got to be something else that they could do to help his wife. Again, I don't know what his wife has, so I could be talking out of the side of my mouth, but there's got to be something besides steroids and, and HGH that could be used to help this person. Maybe or not. I don't know. Maybe, it's, it's, But something tells me there's got to be a different method that they could use in order to help his wife get through what he's doing because of the fact of the spotlight and the scrutiny that this guy could be put under as far as his career, as far as what he is doing. But we also get back to the fact of the timing of the story when he was coming back and what he was doing, I'm going to put it out there, Cuervo, and, and it, you know, it, it, it's, you know, the, the preponderance of the evidence, this stuff was being delivered to his home. This guy's smart, okay? You would think, would not be sending, would not either A, have his wife doing it, or B, sending it to his home. So something tells me that we're seeing something here that we might see a change in the idea 
if Peyton Manning did do this, if he would come out and say it, and we could see. Because let's be honest, when Peyton Manning was playing and whatever he was doing, he didn't gain any advantage. He wasn't throwing for 5,000 yards in that season, Cuervo. This guy was barely making, in what, the $3,200, $3,300. This just goes to show he was able to get out there and play. He didn't take advantage of it. It wasn't something that it had to. And we, we have, as far as people in the society and everything else, as far as the people who make judgment on this, they've got to change the thinking about what it is if you expect the players to heal and heal right or if you expect players to heal and heal right in the right way. It's not by getting marijuana down the street, okay, Cuervo? It's not from getting it from you – know, it may make you feel better, but that's not the roundabout way of doing it. And something tells me, out of all the guys, I mean, we look at uh, Colin Kaepernick, the, the negativity of what he's doing. If Peyton Manning gets busted or shown that he's going to do it, he, they're not going to be able to look past the fact that of what good it did for Peyton Manning in his last few years that he did with Denver. Okay, on what good it did. This will be a completely negative story, and this guy is going to get torn down, Cuervo. And if, if because if the story's not going away, Cuervo, there's something to the story, and that's what worries me about Peyton Manning. Well, I mean, it, it'll worry it worries everyone. I mean, everybody that's a fan of his, everybody that you know, his friends, family. I mean, every anybody that that supports or as a fan of him, um, obviously it, it, it's going to affect a lot. You know, I mean, he doesn't play anymore, so it's not like you can suspend him for, you know, eight games or whatever the case yep. may be. But what it could, and man, I mean, take a lot to do this, but it could hurt his chances at being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, I know. I agree. Resume, I agree. The resume – it doesn't even. I mean, you can't argue against it. Like this is—he's a shoe-in for the first for the first ballot. But if this all comes out and it turns out that that he's guilty, then I think I think he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait a little bit, and it, it's got that baseball feel if that's what winds up happening because and guys punishing guys for it. I mean, think about it. Look at a guy like Rodney Harrison, who's been retired for, uh, what is he? I think he's, what, been retired for probably 10 years now almost? And close and, to it, 9 or 10, yes. Yeah, and he, he's, I mean, he's another, he's a guy that, that I think actually did test positive for HGH. He ain't sniffing the Hall of Fame anytime soon. So, um, you know, it's definitely going to, and even if it is Peyton Manning, the voters are not going to care. Like, look. I mean, look what they're doing to Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in baseball. The name, the, the name does not matter. The fact of the matter is that they lied, they got caught, and now you're going to get punished by having to wait for your chance at the Hall of Fame. Now, do I think it goes past getting your eligibility for Peyton? Probably not. I, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think you can vote people over him after that second year. I mean, that, that could be that could be a little ridiculous, but you never know. I mean, you, know, you don't know what these voters are thinking that you know, they want to, they want to slam the guy uh, for it, but you know, 
All, all I'm going to say, and this is, this is the fan in me coming out and saying it and again. We say unpopular things all the time on this show, Sonny. Uh, the, the, what I will say to, to, you know, for all those that want to bash Peyton is, you know, it's funny. A guy like Tom Brady at 40 years old is still performing at the level that he is. Tell you what, it ain't from freaking avocado ice cream. So, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I got the, I got the um, echo going on in your headset there, uh, Cuervo. Uh, ah, thank you very much. Um, but I agree with you. There's, you know, so you look at Tom Brady, you look at these guys supposedly defying the odds by playing as well into their years that they are. But, and, and this is parts, parts of me want, want to know what's going on. Now, the only thing that it's, is coming out here is from as far as what was being used and what it was being used for for his wife. It's from an anti-aging clinic that involved that is involved with the HGH allegations that are going. Okay, and now there's been some things that it came out that Peyton Manning's uh, attorney stated in some kind of deposition or something that was supposed to be under seal that he did it. Now, whether or not that's true, we'll never know. And I, when someone comes out and does it after it's out, out of seal, I, 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 I question the credibility of the person that would leak that story regardless. So whatever the motive is, you know, and, and really, let's be honest. When you think about a, a story like this, okay, it's got to be more than what it is in reality when you, uh, when you break an order of a court that says that this needs to be under wraps and no one's supposed to be talking about it. So the credibility of the person that brings this up, okay, it, it you know, you've got to be careful, but it is real simple. This is not about, this is only about one thing. It's got to be about the money that is involved with this, Okay. And what I'm 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 not talking about anything else that whistleblower has on this thing, and, and I, I'm just gonna put it out there, okay? If Peyton Manning did this during his injury, he covered it up better than anybody, so he's smart that way. Um, but here's one thing: and if he wants to protect his leg- legacy, Cuervo, if he wants to protect that first round Hall of Fame thing going on with him, Cuervo. What's going to have to suck about this whole thing is wife is going to have to come out and say what she is involved with because no one's going to come out as far as the doctors are going to leak it. They won't do it because there's only one person and the only people that are going to do it. It's not going to be the family. It's not going to be. There's a, they need to come out, and unfortunately for Peyton's you know, legacy or whatever, it's probably eventually going to have to come out on what she's really there for as far as what they're getting, the anti-aging. What's the aging going on? Is it Alzheimer's? Is it something like this? Is it something like that? And it's going to have to be revealed. Maybe this will be a great uh, movie of the week where we can see Peyton Manning fighting the struggles for his wife and taking it on his shoulders more so than hers. And hopefully we'll hear this story come out to where – this was really all about his wife. This really was. But if it was about Peyton Manning Cuervo, I'm going to tell you right now, he needs to come out and say it, and he needs to do it soon. 
if that's the truth. If he holds on to this for years and years, you know how people will hold it against him for many, many years to come, Cuervo. And you know that better than me because we see players that are doing it. You know, you know, Barry Bonds. You know, if Barry Bonds would have probably came out and said it, we may be done and forgotten about what's going on and, and, and move on with it. Although it's obvious that he did it because if you look at his body size now compared to when he's playing, this guy's a shrimp. Um, so, you know, but something tells me, Cuervo, that something's got to come out. And if he did it, Cuervo, I, I think it would be best for him so it can get talked about and get flushed away and get set for the new year. And right now would be the time to do it, Cuervo, because the NFL season's coming up. It is, Sonny. And, you know, I, I think it ha- if, if, it, if it is true or, or just even if it's not true, I think you're right. Peyton should at least address the situation and be like, look, this was something that happened three years ago. These, these accusations are false. Or, yes, it's true. I used it to recover from my injury uh, when I had neck surgery, um, and I just, could, I just wanted to get back on the field and play. That's all I cared about. So, you know, and just do the whole apology thing. Because if, if this lingers into July and August, well, August, really, then the focus isn't going to be on the season. And I hate that. I hate when we're talking about things other than the game itself. It drives yep. me crazy. Yeah. Half of last season, you and I, all we talked about was, oh, yeah, that idiot took a knee this, you know, last Sunday. Wonder if he's going to do it again this Sunday. Like, that's what we talked about half the year. And it drove me insane, Sonny. I hated every second of it. You know, but, you know, we're, we we, we got to do the professional thing on this show, and we talked about it. So, but me personally, and I know you're the same way, I like talking about the actual games. I like talking Absolutely. about actual and breakdowns of, of the actual football games that are going on, not, hey, I wonder who's going to take a knee this week. Like, stop. Can we talk? Like, let's, <laughs> let's, Let's talk about what's important, you know? So, yeah. Let's talk. But yeah. So if if these guys are gonna pursue this whole thing, first of all, but they better know what they're talking about. Because yeah, if, it winds, if it winds up if it winds up that none of the stuff that they're that they're breaking is true, then this company, what is it what Al Jazeera, that sounds suspicious to begin with. They lose all credibility from this moment forward. From that moment forward, like, nobody's ever going to – like, let's say TMZ. Let's say if TMZ just came out with random stuff and had no factual background as to what they report. Nobody would be paying attention to TMZ. But because they do, when TMZ says something, everybody's like, whoa, there must be some truth to it because they actually get the evidence and they have the backup to prove their theories and their and their accusations and all that stuff. These other little rinky dink websites or whatever that that try to try to make news that's not there. That's why a lot of them fade away and they disappear because they don't know what they're talking about. So this could be yeah, another episode of that. Absolutely, Quavo, and that's the reason why they go away because they'll get the they'll get sued or be out of business really quick. But it's exactly what exactly. it is, Quavo. Yep, absolutely, and and like I said, I mean, if, if this if this situation turns out to be true, 
then okay, you know, there's there's a little credibility there with uh, with this uh, with these uh, RNO's website. But if, if it's all BS and they just wanted it for attention or they tried to get some money out of out of someone, then um, well, they better not spend it all in one place because they're not going to make another dime for the rest of their life from from uh, you know sports journalism or anything like that. Yeah, that, that story comes off a thing called the dark side, just to let you know, Cuervo. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, that, that's where all that – they had Clay Matthews, Mike Neal, uh, uh, Julius Peppers, James Harrison, Dustin Keller uh, um, were named in that whole thing. So um, so I'm just going to go on record, Cuervo, as far as this is concerned. You look at this – you know what is really good – for Peyton Manning is that he didn't throw for the 5,000 yards. He didn't go completely ape crap out on the football field that we that we would hope to like to see. Uh, he was just your average quarterback during those years, and it got him back out on the football field. Well, not exactly, Yep. Yeah. Not and exactly. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt, Sonny. I just wanted to uh, to throw something out there just to let to remind you real quick. So, after the surgery and all that stuff, when he went to Denver, if you remember, in 2013, that was the year that he broke the touchdown record. He threw for 55 touchdowns that year. And wow. Brady's uh, passing touchdown record, yep, for a season. So, so there, there, he actually did have a record season after surgery and, and whatever else, you know, happened during his recovery or whatever. So, I think that's that's what a lot of this could be from is just like oh how how do, how was he re, be how was he able to recover from you know a neck surgery and, and come out and break records and all that stuff well we could say the same thing about Tom Brady like wow how was he at forty years old still throwing for forty touchdowns and winning MVPs and getting to Super Bowls and his you know his, his production isn't hasn't declined one bit. And, oh, by the way, he could still throw a ball 50 yards flat-footed. So, well, we can say the same thing about him. Well, I think the difference is, Cuervo, you know, at that time, now that you, when you made mention of that, I popped over really quick. He was 37 years old when he did this, and he threw 5,477 yards. He had those 55 touchdowns you were talking about um, in that season. But – it, right. it just goes to show it may have helped him a little bit because, you, you know, and, and this is what they're going to say, Cuervo. Look at his declining right afterwards. It got him back up on the field. He was in good shape. Then he dropped the 47, 27, 39 touchdowns. Then the final year, it was 2,200 uh, 22, uh, yards and nine touchdowns. What was the year they won yes. the Super Bowl, Cuervo? Well, it, it is, but it's also the same year that Brock Osweiler played half the year and helped them get into the playoffs. And then that's yes. when Peyton took over in week 17, got them into the playoffs. And, <laughs> I mean, come on. Go look at his numbers in the Super Bowl against Carolina. They were god-awful. God awful. So, which, which yeah. there, there, there's got to be a little bit of business little bit of faith that whether he stayed on him or not or whatever hell I don't know hell do I care uh, and so this fact is is that this story is not going away they're going to make 
something out of it. And I don't even want to say Mountains of Moyos because I'm going to tell you right now, just as much as the situation we were talking about, Kellen Winslow being a certain story, this could be a certain story as well on what it can do for you. Because it really, even at that point where it got him back out on the football field and if he did stay on him or he didn't stay on him, what's the difference? You know, they can learn something from it and how it works and when they should be off and when they should be on it. There's a lot of things that can be looked at. But I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, and, and this is just being honest, this story, if he doesn't get in front of it, will wreck his legacy of being one of the best of all time. It, it, should it be? Absolutely not, um, you know. Uh, so, but the simple fact of the matter is, this is, will be seen as him being deceiving, and it will remind you of another guy who had that squeaky clean image. But it wasn't about maybe drugs and steroids, but it was about another uh, another vice, if you per se, Cuervo. And I'm talking about Tiger Woods. Okay, Tiger Tiger Woods fall from grace. It will be Tiger Wood. Ish-esque is for, for Peyton Manning as well. This won't end well if he doesn't get out in front of it, and especially if this thing shows that he actually did take it. It won't end well for him, and, that, and that's not good for Peyton Manning and his legacy, or in reality, for the NFL. And the NFL is getting in a lot of problems because of what, Cuervo? Illegal substances that are being taken, and they're more in the news for that than what they are doing out on the football field, and that's what's killing the NFL right now. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of issues off the field, and, and, you know, luckily what saves the NFL is that just the game of football, hey, we as Americans, we love the game. That's what's saving it right now. If it it was the NHL or any other sport going, well, baseball kind of goes through it too, but you know, if, if if it was Major League Baseball or the NHL with all these controversial things off the field, the popularity of it would, would decline even more than what it already has. But because Absolutely. it's the NFL, because we love the game of football so much, um, that's what saves the NFL is just the popularity of the sport itself. So. Yep. You know, and we got um, we got three major places that are you know football meccas. You know, Florida, uh, uh, Florida, uh, Texas, and California. They're, they're football meccas. You know, whether it be colleges and high schools and things of that sort. So that's also something else mm-hmm. that to keep in mind. So now, having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We do it every week. So make sure you join us. We'll be back at our regular time on next Sunday. Uh, I want to hop back into a story because I jumped into it. I'll give you my quick roundabout on it, and we'll talk about it just real quick. Kyrie Irving and this statement. There are other news, obviously, coming out of San Antonio, but I want to jump on the Kyrie Irving coming out and saying signing an extension with the Celtics, quote-unquote, just doesn't make any sense. Now, Cuervo, we talk about business and we talk about what personal. And we've talked about, I'm the only one that's talking about it, Cuervo, I'm telling you right now. That about the Kyrie Irving and the personal thing, I'm the only one with this with this thought that this is personal. If this is business, Kyrie Irving and having LeBron James on that basketball team over there that would take him over the top to beat a Golden State is a no-brainer. And the fact that Kyrie Irving, in, in, they justify the statement because of money, okay? The money is 
that if Irving's max extension would be $102 million over five years with Boston. However, if he plays out next season and becomes a free agent in 2019, that would go to $188 million. Okay? So I'm going to tell you right now, I think this is depending on where LeBron James is going because if it is Boston, I don't think we're going to see Kyrie Irving there. I am on the – it's not even on a bandwagon. I created the bandwagon on this deal. This is a personal thing. I, I think this decision is being weighted upon to figure out where LeBron James is because this guy is not going to play. I, I said it you know, on the, when you weren't on the air. I'm going to tell you right now, Tyree Irving thinks LeBron James is a punk. There is no question about that in my mind because when you go two months of practicing without talking to the superstar on your team, and that's been confirmed, by the way, that's a personal thing. That's not business. So that being said, if it is even a thought of bringing LeBron James to Boston, I don't think we see Kyrie Irving in a Boston uniform because he can go play and get the max money anywhere he wants after next year. Yeah, and then there there would be a lot of teams that would love to have his services. Trust me. And so, with that said, I mean, yeah, I think I think a lot of it's it's crazy how what one guy does can affect what twenty other guys do. And, and that, but that's what you have. That you're right. Yeah, but that's the situation you have. And and the crazy thing about that is it doesn't even necessarily have to be LeBron as the one guy that that influences the 20 other decisions. It's really the truth of it is the first guy that makes, that makes a move is the one that is going to make the domino effect. It's just like free agency in the NFL. Absolutely. Once one guy signs with a team, that's when you notice all the other pieces start to come into play. All the other dominoes fall and, it affects where everybody else signs. So it's crazy how that happens, but it's almost like a game of chess where, you know, one wrong move, it it could cost you for the next, you know, the next 10 moves. So I think that's, that's the same effect you have here uh, with NBA free agency. But I'll tell you what, I don't even think the guy that, I don't even think free agency is where we need to be focusing on. It's not a free agent. It's the guy down in San Antonio that wants out. Absolutely, Quietland. That's that's that is going to be the the king piece that we have to wait and see what happens. Once that happens, then that's when I believe you're going to see everything else start to fall into place, to include LeBron James's next next destination. I, and I don't think it should be Cuervo. I think it should be Kyrie, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. When's the last time uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, played two full years without getting injured and not being in the lineup at very costly times of the season? Obviously, last two years in the playoffs. And that is really a big story regarding this guy. Me, personally, give me Kyrie Irving all day long. Uh, if i got to worry about injury with, with Kawhi Leonard, okay. Now, granted, it's a great story. And granted, maybe you'll get more out of him depending on what kind of team he's on. Okay, this whole thing about him and the the how he's being treated with his injury and crap, I don't buy that whatsoever. You got the best doctors in the world. I'm just not buying that story. This is more of a story of why he wants out, and that story is really simple because if I'm not mistaken, you know, 
I know who are good friends. Okay, the big story: LeBron James and the young cat. Uh, uh, crap! I just forgot his name. I had um, uh, you know, played for Houston. Chris Paul. Those two dudes are great friends. You know, LeBron James, great friend. You know who else are great friends? Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. Now, this could be a setup for Houston. By the way, I, you know, you, you were talking about New York Cuervo. It, New York's not even in the run. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason why. They don't have anything to offer in reality or trade or whatever the case it is. They bring LeBron James there, never mind the second name, and our, the money. So the money's not working out as far as it's concerned for the New York play. However, Boston the, I, and the Houston can make that work. But, man, the story is L.A. Lakers and the fact how, how, how many houses to, does LeBron James live in in L.A.? How many homes does he live there? It, 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 all, a lot of times when you're looking at in the NBA, you can, you can usually steer the ship by what you're seeing off of the field or off of the court. And this one here is steering to L.A., and it, it goes back to the story of then one um, uh, Lonzo Ball's dad saying that his son will make the greatest player on earth a better, a better player. <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know, the, of course the he's going to say that. Uh, well, yeah, well, I think he almost has to, he almost has to say something like that in order to help try. And so he thinks he's trying to help get him there. But when you make a statement like that, blasphemy, the blasphemy of that statement alone, Cuervo, which is the reason why Magic Johnson made the biggest mistake. He didn't take five to six million dollars and put it in this guy's pocket and say, I don't want to hear from you anymore. This is the biggest mistake was taking Lonzo Ball. Second biggest mistake was not giving five million dollars of shut up money to the big mouth. And that's what's going to affect this whole thing. Now, this whole thing with it going to L.A., what do you think? Are you liking the idea? Do you think it's going to happen? The more stories you're hearing about it and everything else, are you liking the idea of, of L.A.? Or are you still hooked up on this, this New York deal which I don't know how it works. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I guess I wanted to believe in something that, that wasn't there. So, um, yeah, I think the New York thing is out of the question now. I just, you know, my, my thought process on him going to New York was, look, you'll get a max contract. On top of that, you'll be able to market yourself as much as, as, much as you want, really. I mean, there's no better place for marketing purposes, for business purposes, than New York. I mean, I, I, trust me, I love L.A. I mean, you know, I, I live very close to L.A. But to me, I just think New York internationally is the better spot to be if, if, if that's what the LeBron's goal is. And maybe he doesn't care about marketing right now. Maybe he doesn't care about any of the outside, uh, you know, business-like, things and he just wants to focus on basketball and if that's the case then yeah then New York is definitely not a place he should be going so that's probably what the situation is is just you know he's just focused on just purely on basketball winning winning another championship and after he he retires you know he'll do the whole business marketing thing but um you know but to answer your question do I think LA is the best place for him to go it really it all depends, Sonny, because 
you can make the argument that if he goes to L.A., it's he almost he's almost running into the same situation where it's LeBron and then it's just a bunch of other young guys, other role players. So, because in reality, let's you know, let's face it, the the Lakers they're not they're not the best team. They're not a very good basketball team. So adding LeBron to that mix. It's it's no it's it's is it really much better than what he's got in Cleveland? I mean, yeah, they're 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 you got a young core there, but that's what they are. They're young, really not ready for that next level yet. So does he really benefit from going upon to LA? LA? What, you, well, hold on, Cuervo. It just depends on the, the mentality of the ownership at the time that they're going to do this. If they're going to make it into another Showtime. You not only get LeBron James, you get another name, you get another name, and along with the young pieces that are together, say whatever you want about Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball was a rookie last year. He had rookie numbers, period. If you expected more, you believe the diarrhea of the mouth that his father gave out is how great he is. I never fell for it, Cuervo, because, number one, the simple fact of the matter is, is that pick was not based upon talent, and that was one of the – that that was Reggie Johnson's biggest problem. They, they fell in love with the hometown boy from you know UCLA. Now his now his brothers are too dumb; they can't even go play over there, or they won't. That's their excuse, you know. You know he, they fell in love with the story more so than the potential of what it could be with a different player. And I think that's where they went. But now they're if they're not sold. Right now, Cuervo, on the Showtime idea, I was shaking up my uh, uh, my uh, my frozen drink. Um, if they're not sold on the Showtime idea moving forward, LA is going to be in oblivion of mediocrity that they're not going to be able to get out. So it just depends upon how Jenny uh, Buss is going to run the ship per se. Are they and along with Magic Johnson, are they going to put together the new Showtime? Or are they going to stay on the same same level of what they are and just maybe get a guy here and there and try to figure it out within the draft? I think as long as the L.A. Lakers have been out of relevancy, they almost have to do Showtime 2, Cuervo, because they're about ready to – I won't say they'll go out of business, but it's hurting business that this team is not winning. It's hurting the NBA as well, by the way. Forget the – I mean, everybody's making money in the NBA, and everybody else is happy. But could you imagine how much more money they'd be making if the Los Angeles Lakers were relevant? That's where it comes in the fact where you've got these guys that we're talking about. This is going to be a Showtime pick, and you look at – Magic Johnson doesn't do anything, Paul Cuervo. The big, the big move to get Lonzo Ball was a big story. It shouldn't have been, but it was a big story. Magic Johnson will ride that carpet. He paid $2 billion for a baseball team that's now worth $4 billion. So the guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to sell it. He knows how to market it. He's going to bring in LeBron James. He's going to bring in one of the two. Kawhi, uh, I think it's going to be Kawhi Leonard because I don't think for two seconds that on the other side that we're going to see Kyrie Irving make his way over to L.A. I just don't think we're going to see it. So, and with a couple of other really good players that are out there right now, Cuervo, they can make Showtime to make the L.A. Lakers irrelevant and also bring the NBA, make it even bigger than it is, 
and then there is there is that shot of making another story. The other story is Lakers, Warriors, and it'll be a great story. But over on the East, there's no story in reality. And if LeBron James is over there, that's where the story is going to be because that's where the quote-unquote king is going if he goes East. So I think it has to be over there. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, they may lose money for the Lakers, but they will be relevant again, and then the money will come. It, like they say, if you build it, it will come. Yeah, you're right, Sonny. I mean, <clears throat> I think if LeBron goes to the Lakers, um, the Eastern Conference is officially dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, re- let's let's think about it. LeBron leaves the East. Who you have left out there? You got Toronto with who DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, they're they're good players. They're they're Nothing to write home to mama about, as you like to say. Um, yep. You know, in Boston, you got Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, and they're probably the favorites to get to the finals. You know, if Cleveland's not going to be in the mix, uh, who do you have after that? Who Detroit with Blake Griffin, Andre yeah. Drummond, whoever else they have? Like, like who's <clears throat> who's the next team after Toronto and Boston? Is it? Is it the Pacers? Is it? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, how depleted is the Eastern Conference if LeBron James leaves? There's nothing to talk about in the East anymore. Absolutely. There's no one to talk about anymore in the East. So, um, it, so that's the first thing. The second thing, you know, the Lakers landing LeBron. It sounds great, and and if it happens, hey. Good for them. But that does not guarantee that they're going to get that second, you know, max player, however you want to say it, to come to L.A. There's no guarantee that that could happen. So, really, you're playing with fire if if that's your thought process. Like, oh, if we get LeBron, we'll be able to get Paul George or we'll be able to get Kawhi Leonard or we'll, we'll be able to – if you have that thought process, Sonny, if you're the Lakers and you have that thought in your mind, I'm telling you, it, it, it's it, that's not the way to think about it because there is no guarantee that they're that it's a package deal unless you have both of those guys at the same time and you sit them down together at the same time and everybody's on the same page and everybody agrees to it. That's the only way it's going to work. But if you go out and you get the one. And you and and you're banking on the other guy following suit. That's that's a t- that's not the way it, it works. Like you're going to get burnt very possibly if if that's how you're going to try and pursue this. So if if I were the Lakers, if I was, you know, uh, what's what's the brother's name? I forgot his name now. The uh, the bus brother. That's how I would approach it. You have to have both of those guys at the same time whether it's LeBron with Kawhi, LeBron with Paul George, Chris Paul, whoever, and everybody agrees on, okay, we're all going to come to L.A. or whatever. Because, you know, there's some guys that want to play with their best friends, and then there's some guys that still want to compete against other guys. So there's no guarantee is all I'm saying. I think Paul George is the is, – is the, uh is the dark horse in this whole thing. Everybody's talking about Kawhi. Everybody's talking about um, the um, guy from San Antonio. 
I, it's almost like Paul George is not even being talked about here. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think he's the guy. I think if you put LeBron James and Paul George together, if they can figure out how to play together and, and get along, you know, and, and take baby steps to a great relationship wherever they go, that could be the deal. But, Playerbo, you're right. When, when, when LeBron does bail and go to the West and there's nothing in the East, the NBA on the East will be, it, it will be impossible to watch. So that goes back to my question, uh, my original question I wanted to ask you. Did Kevin Durant break this thing? I mean, we, we, we've heard about it. I wanted to get your opinion. Did Kevin Durant break the NBA? I mean, it, it, I, I, are we serious? We're hearing these stories. Oh, Kevin Durant ruined the NBA. And Kevin Durant followed the money. Jeez, leave the guy alone. I mean, he may, obviously made the right decision. Doesn't matter if they were going to win with him or without him. That's not even the point. Um, the guy went, he wanted a ring. Guess what? Mr. Soft, he, he, I call him soft. He is soft. I'm sorry, he is. Uh, but he's the second best player in the NBA. He's the second best, smartest one because he went where a team where he could get that ring. And then if he decides to leave at a later date, he's got the ring, so he'll be okay. I mean, Kevin Durant was a businessman. And now this guy's getting blamed for, you know, wrecking the NBA. I think it's a little bit of both, Sonny. Do, <clears throat> did he make the right decision going to Golden State? Yeah, he did because, like you said, he he has won two championships in two seasons with them, and you know he um, he won an, I think he won an MVP. No, he won the MVP in um, in uh, okay, Oklahoma see. City. Yeah, OKC. So. Um, you know, he made the right decision business-wise, absolutely, because he won two titles. Now, do I think he also kind of ruined the NBA in a way? Yes, I actually do think that. And the reason I say that is because now it's not, it's not even really that competitive anymore. There's, there's no competition. It's Golden State, and then everybody else is two steps behind because – that team is so strong, so built. <clears throat> it's almost like, well, actually, it's not almost. Half the Western Conference All-Star team is on Golden State. And to me, that, that's not even competition anymore. That's just you are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. And it's almost like, why even bother? It really, it, it, it takes away from the competitive spirit of, other teams playing against them because they're like, we don't even, we honestly don't have a fighting chance. Now, is that the mentality you should have? No. But we know today's players, Sonny, and that's exactly what they're thinking. And now you see other teams trying to compete against them, build their own super teams, and it's still, it, I mean, Houston had no chance against Golden State, as we saw. Yeah. Austin, they tried it, and their main piece wound up getting injured. Actually, two of their two two of their guys got injured. Um, you know, Oklahoma City tried it. You, you you got too many guys that want the ball. There's only one basketball you play with uh, in a game, so that didn't work out. It, it's it's just it, you know these these other teams try to build these these super teams, and, and you you try to use what you can, work with what you can. 
and it's just not happening. So do I think in a way Durant going to Golden State kind of ruined the competitive spirit of the NBA? Yeah, it did. He did do that. But well, it benefited I, him I think it was, because now I think he's two-time Cuervo, champion. Cuervo, this is the NBA's fault. This is the NBA's fault. Because I, yeah, NBA, you know what? You know what? You're right. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason you're right, and I don't know if you were going to bring this up, but I may have to steal your thunder on this. Go ahead. Remember when the NBA, when David Stern axed that trade Chris for Chris Paul going to the Lakers? That's, that's when the super team was, was first tried. You know, everybody talks about Boston and, and you know, with Paul Pierce and, and Garnett. And I wouldn't call that a super team. I mean, yeah, that's a big three. But Garnett was – was up there in age. Paul Pierce was still doing a lot of good things. Ray Allen was up there. You're talking about two guys that were up there in age. What you had in L.A. potentially, you had a Kobe Bryant that was on top of the uh, on top of the league. You had a Chris Paul that was in his prime, and I think wasn't that the same year that they tried that they got Dwight Howard as well. Yes, exactly. So. You're talking about three guys that that were on top of their game. That was supposed to be the first idea of a super team, even before LeBron, uh, Wade, and Bosh got together. So, um, yeah, it's the NBA's fault because if they Absolutely. were willing to ax that deal, if they were willing to ax that deal, then why was it okay for Kevin Durant? to go to Golden State knowing the situation. Now, it's a, it was a free agent thing, and I get that. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, doesn't the league have to approve a free agent signing with a certain team as well, or is it just oh, trades that they have to approve? They do, but the, the, but the, the rules are a little bit different, and they're more flexible with it. So, And that, and that goes with money, and, that, and all, that's all about money. That's all, that's all about how much a guy can play. More so can he play for that team. But – the the fact of the matter is, is you're right. That's exactly where I was steering the ship. The, the fact is, is that the NBA let parity go away because of these things. And that's where the and – that, and, folks, you can say whatever you want about the NFL. I mean, yeah, there's some good teams, but, but really in reality, you, New England winning the Super Bowl shouldn't be happening, okay? They're not the best football team out there if you go by paper. The parity of the league is gone in the NBA, and that's the problem. And until you change that mentality or the thinking, that's going to be a problem continue uh, as far as time is concerned. I will tell you straight out, the simple fact of the matter is, is that with LeBron James and all these guys doing what they're doing is that they're taking away the parity. You had the big threes. Don't get me wrong, but there's a difference between, like you said, Cuervo, there's a difference between the big three and a super team. And that is the coming of the minds of the players, not the team. The teams created the big three. Now the players are creating the super teams. They just have the money behind them with the owners. It was totally different. And when you, I guess if you want to say, let the inmates run the asylum or whatever you want to do, however you want to say it, you know, know, but that's what's going on here. You're losing the parity of the league, and the NBA allowed it to happen. And the reason why they let it happen is, is because they 
are more bought in on something else, Cuervo. And I'm going to tell you right now, it, it's one of these moments where you got to go. But really, it's really all about one thing. When you've got guys that can't even care, be in, you've got non-starters making seven to eight million dollars playing basketball. The, the, the money is insane, and they let it go that way. And the greed is what's going to—it's going to turn around until so they change that thinking and get back into what is parity, what should be parity in the NBA, which I don't think we'll ever see it again because the players won't allow it because the players' union is more strong than the NFL Players Association. They have control over that whole thing, so we won't see parity again in the NBA, and that's the problem. And until they change the mentality to get it back to parity more so than uh, super teams and buddies and letting the players run the league and giving the in reality, the simple fact of the matter is, is that the NBA players have too much power and the owners can only do so much because of that power. Yeah. I mean, and that is a big thing too, is that, when you allow, like you said, the you know the inmates to run the asylum, the, the the players to dictate the league and, and the shape of the league, then you know what the GM no longer exists. the 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 position of G of general manager in the NBA is just a title. There, there's they really have no authority anymore. If you think about it, like <clears throat> yeah, they could sit there and, and throw sales pitches to certain guys about joining certain franchises, but this, this is the truth behind it. The reason guys sign with certain teams is because those players, the stars on that team are the ones that sell it to those guys and say, absolutely, bro, let's, let's play together this year, whatever, whatever. So then they go in and the GM, you know, throws this huge sales pitch and it's great. And it sounds amazing. When in reality, the minute they walked in that door, they already knew they were going to sign. Oh, yeah, because I talked to so-and-so, and, you know, we talked about it, and, you know, this is where I want to be. That general manager just wasted 30 minutes, an hour of his time that he's never going to get back, that he could have been doing other productive things with instead of sell somebody on a guy that has already decided to join that team because he talked to the star player of that team. That's that's the way the business works now, Sonny, and it's and I, I kind of feel bad for GMs because they're 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 uh, uh, you know their position or the the what the, what the purpose that they have is, is dead because you don't need GMs anymore. Other players campaign for for players to go play on their team with them. That's how it works now. And that's the sad part of the whole thing when you look at what the NBA could be. Because when you look at it, and, and, and I know I'm going old school, but I just can't imagine, even though they're great friends today, Larry Bird playing with Magic Johnson. I, 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 I can't even fathom the idea because they were so competitive. They wanted to be well, better than question, that sorry. guy. Here's the question. Which one 
makes you want to vomit more in your mouth? Seeing Larry Bird in the Lakers uniform or Magic Johnson in the Celtics uniform? Uh, That's that's the question right there. It is. You're right, Cuervo. It's it's an idea that makes you want to wretch. It's unbelievable. You can't, I can't even imagine that that this today's mentality back in the early nineties. Just can't even imagine it. The closest thing, let's be honest, closest thing was the uh, were the Bulls. I mean, because they did pull Rodman out, but um, you know, you know, to see Rodman in a Bulls uniform now, it's probably more acceptable to see him in a Bulls uniform than the Detroit Pistons because he won the championships. Um, and stuff, but you know, but Rodman was just an enigma more so than a player that you know that demanded respect. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, go back in Isaiah Thomas. Couldn't even imagine Isaiah Thomas in in a different uniform or playing or playing with Magic Johnson. It just yeah, it makes me want to wretch thinking about it. Thanks a lot. Um, you, you, because that kind of crap wasn't there. Those guys wanted those guys wanted to be the best. They wanted to prove that they were the best, and they didn't need that guy to be the best. They were going to do it with what they had. Hey, Cuervo, how many championships did Michael Jordan win with Tony freaking Kukoc? For God's sake, okay, that's what they wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, Tony Kukoc. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, 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 Tony Kukoc. Are we are we serious? And I mean, Michael Jordan won. I, I mean, I don't know. Can we talk? I mean, he won with Kukoc for God's sake. No, come on, Sonny. Kukoc wasn't that bad. He was. He was Kukoc the man of the, the year a couple times. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was you good. know what? Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he, he could have been anybody else, Squarebo, and that's the point. <laughs> that's the point, and that's the reason why Michael Jordan is better than, than LeBron James. Okay, he freaking did it with Tony Kukoc, for God's sake. And when you can do it with Tony Kukoc, you're the best player in the world, I'm telling you. And then not only that, if you take a look at it, Cuervo, look at what Michael Jordan has done after he's retired. He's blowing his LeBron James up. LeBron James will be lucky to even come close to what Michael Jordan has done after he's retired, after what he's done with his legacy, after – Nike might as well just change their name to Jordan, for God's sake. I mean, you know, LeBron will never get to that level, and and I and listen, I'll swallow my words whenever it happens, but it won't because LeBron James yeah, not, it's not going that to. way. That, he, absolutely, you can't market him that way because because you can't market him because he's not the best player in the world ever to play the game. He's the best player now, and that is the fact. I won't even I won't even argue that point. But as far as the listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not. In my opinion, you can take all the numbers, you can take everything else, and you can't, you can't get him past Kobe. And for my, for that matter, you can't even get him past Larry Bird in my mind. But even to that point, you can't get him past Kobe until he shows the heart of a champion, which Kobe has done, and he won a championship without Shaq. So look at what look at what Kobe Bryant did with that one two without Shaq. Absolutely. So he, he, that monstrosity without Shaq, they won a championship. So I didn't want to hear it. I'll just you know I'll take my ball and go home. Good, retired. I'd love to see LeBron James retire because you want to know what it's going to do. That's what's going to change the league back to parity. 
You got to get those guys out of the league with the big head that he has, that everything as far as basketball revolves around him. And when that mentality is away from away from uh, basketball, is when they'll get the parity back. But until then, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know, Sonny. NBA's not. It's not fun to me. It's not fun to absolutely. watch. Or I you know, agree. Like you won't catch me in November sitting down watching an NBA game. Well, it's NFL season, but even during the week, like game on, on a Tuesday game. night or a Wednesday night. Uh, unless the Bulls are you watching are on, night of the NBA No, I, I no, I, I don't care. I don't care for it. So there you go. But I, I, I mean, I, right. I watch. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the only time I really watch an NBA game during the week, during the season, is if the Bulls happen to be on national television, on ESPN. And I absolutely have nothing else to do. I'll I'll tune in for a minute, see what the Bulls are up to. Oh, look at that. They're losing by 15. Okay, next. And and I just move on with my night. There's nothing to keep you there. There's nothing to keep you there. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. it's interesting, though, what it's going to work out. But it, I'm going to tell you what the best for the NBA is for LeBron James to retire and be done. And and that way they the NBA can get their game back. And until that happens, they're they're under they're under uh, you know LeBron James's uh, tenure. And until that happens, we're going to see more of this. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I really honestly think as far as where LeBron James goes. But I don't even care. But we did not even talk about. It. I mean, we're hardly even talking about what what the you know the Warriors done the last three of the last four years. We're talking about where LeBron's going to go, and that that that's what makes me sick. Um, now, granted, there's a lot of cogs on the Warriors right now. You, you got a lot of cogs. I mean, right now you don't even need to draft anybody. Trade your draft. I mean. I, We'll stand pat. We won't take drafts. We'll just we're, – we're done. Thank you. Because with that lineup that they got going, if they can pay those boys again for the next two or three years, guess who's walking away with it? And I don't care how good LeBron James is, but, you know, no one's going to be able to stand up because there's already a chemistry now for the last two years with Golden State. Anything that LeBron James takes, they got to develop that chemistry. You know, it's not going to be good enough to to beat him regardless wherever he goes. Yeah, I mean, if I was Golden State and if it was allowed, I wouldn't even trade my draft picks. I'd sell them. Yeah. Make some money off of it. Absolutely. Just sell them. They don't need (laughs) them. They need need a hole in the head. They're they're past the next three years. They don't need anybody. Right. They don't have to break anybody in. And Steve Kerr could be known of as one of the best coaches to ever coach. Uh, coach, when we all know that that's a complete and utter joke too. Yes, and I and I know I'm gonna. You know what, Cuervo? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna blasphemy. do it right here. The blasphemy is about ready to come. Are you ready for it? The head coach of the Chicago Bulls, your boy, overrated. Overrated. Come on. Wait. Overrated. Phil's overrated. Overrated. 
You ready? Oh, overrated. Sonny. Over, over, over. Oh, come on. Completely. Come on. And utterly overrated. <laughs> Why? Because he had Michael and Kobe his whole career? Hey, listen. Yeah, hey, hey. Hey. He was worth the, if he was worth the win, he would have done something better with the, uh, he would have done something with something else too, and he didn't. So he wasn't worth the win. He's overrated, completely and utterly. Uh, triangle, the aggressive. You know what? He's lived off of that. Yeah, he did a really good job as a GM too. The guy's overrated. He got lucky because he had the best player on the in the world on his team both times. Yeah, so. Do something without the best player to, to, to be in the game, and then I'll have more respect for it. Yeah, I said it. Oh, <laughs> uh, those are fighting words, Sonny. I know they are. <laughs> Not just for me, but for a lot of people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I do this when we're in the time where you have to be in the archives and you have to listen to the show for over three hours and 15 minutes to get to it. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, yeah, so oh man! I, 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 hey, listen, listen. I understand. Blasphemy! No, blasphemy! Yeah, that, yeah, that. What you just said was blasphemy. Ah, uh, but I believe it. I believe it. So, well, my man, um, I've kicked it for three hours. Um, I got, I got to get to what I'm going to do. Um, the reason why we were on air early because it, I couldn't be on it at noon. So I got I got to kick it out. So, sure. but before I got a minute or two, is there anything that we that you wanted to cover that we didn't? Oh boy. Um. Honestly, I think we covered the big things from this past week. Um, yeah, I think we did a good job. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know the the whole thing with Kellen Winslow this morning. Uh, we talked about uh, Peyton Manning, which to me it's not even a story, but. Oh, we talked. Come back. Um, yeah, that one's coming back wherever you watch. Unfortunately for Peyton. Yep, unfortunately. Okay, he, he's going to get what? buried in the Cuervo. He's going to be. He's going to get buried. In, and you know what? If he take him Cuervo, I would lie, I, I'd almost advise him to lie and say I did it. Almost, I almost advise him to lie. I, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I like Peyton and I like him a lot. And, and and frankly, I could care less that he took the steroids. I really, I, I really don't. The the well, how would he, the tricks, How would he benefit at admitting to something he didn't do, though? How would he uh, benefit? Oh, from so that? people can forget it, Cuervo. I, I you know, and I think it'd be more forgivable for him. I get okay. It, no, it, it, I, I get what. No, I get what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying because. Even if even if it's not true, right? Even if it's not true that he did it, and, and but and he comes out and he says he didn't do it, you will still have those non-believers. You'll still have those, you know, conspiracy theorists that think they know what they're talking about, and they're going to continue to talk about it, and they're going to continue to try and prove him as a liar. Yep. When in reality he never did it. So I I, I get it. I get it. Um, and, and, I just don't. And, and maybe, and, and then maybe they can open up a forum about bringing it if he did do it. Open up a forum about what good it can do. But you're always going to have those guys that have enough money 
to to pay a doctor off. And, and everybody, you know, it, there was an old wrestler back in the days, back in the back in the day, in the eighties and nineties. His name was the Million Dollar Man. Okay, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, Ted DiBiase. And what was his line? Everybody's got a price. And, <laughs> that's right. And, and I'm telling you right now, this is where it, where it comes when it comes to steroids, and that's the problem. But steroids is such a stigma. But you know, I I, I went back into our archive, Cuervo. Cuervo, we've been talking about this stuff for over six to seven years. We've been talking about it just on this show about steroids, and my stance on steroids has not changed. There's a place in this game. The only problem is is where you stop it. How do you stop it? And, you know, not, you know, give a, give a doctor a couple million to say, hey, I can be on it for another month or so. You know, it, that's yeah. what's getting, the bribery will be incredible. So, but, you know, but that's, there, there's, I don't know. I regulate it from three or four doctors saying that, yeah, this will benefit and it won't, you know, kind of thing is the only way that it will work. And I don't know if they will take the expense to do it. Although, you know, yeah, the NFL could drop a million or two into doing this and getting it done, and it wouldn't. It's a drop in the bucket, it's like you and I going to buy in a thirst buster of Circle K. <laughs> there you go. That sounds good right about so, now. Yeah, that, well, that's about where I'm going to head to. So, but uh, <laughs> there you so, go. Um, we're going to be back <clears throat> up on regular time next week because I'm not working next week. Uh, 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 one of where I'm, go- I'm going to work, um, the person who is working had her baby early. So um, it's the only reason why I'm going in because I like her, which I don't like a lot of people, but I like her. So uh, I decided I'd go ahead and do that for her. So well, that's-, that's the reason. Yeah, so I decided to do my good deed. It's the last one for a very long time. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but it, it is what it is. All right, we're out of here, my friend. I hope you have a good day, and I will talk to you later in the weekend. Definitely next Sunday. Yep, sounds good, Sonny. Enjoy your day. And once again, happy Father's Day to yourself and to all the other dads that uh, that actually are dads. Definitely. And Brian Tarvin as well. Yeah, he's a new yes, daddy sir. as well. Absolutely. You betcha. All right, everybody, mm-hmm. we're out here. Everybody take care. We'll catch you next Sunday on the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is Bats Being Said. We'll be back next week at noon. Bye-bye.